holidays and welcome to Dub Talk, the podcast where on any normal day, a group of anime spouting nerds give their opinions on a recent English dub announcement or review the dub of a series recently released on DVD and Blu-ray. I'm Stephanie and joining me, as always, are Hardy and Megan. Hey! Hey! So, I know we're recording this the day after Christmas. How, how, was your, uh, how long was your holiday, guys? I got functional shelves. I ate a tombstone pizza and some eggnog. And I finally have a TV <laughs> in my apartment. Well, we good for you. Rides. I feel so proud. <laughs> I'm like, my God, I am actually evolving in this world. <laughs> anyway, um, so as we all know, of course, 2015 is nearing an end. And with it, we had a variety of new anime for everyone to enjoy and sometimes hate. As an end of the year wrap up for the Dub Talk podcast, the three of us have kind of decided to talk about our favorites from the past year. With our first ever Dubby Awards. Woohoo! Yay! Woo! Um, Spoiler come... alert, Leonardo DiCaprio does not get a Dubby. <laughs> <laughs> He's never going to get an award, it's sad. Unless Steve Harvey gives it to him. Oh! <laughs> Happy Easter, y'all. <laughs> anyway, we've come up with several categories and we each sat down and picked our own winners. And today we're just going to kind of share them with you and probably it's gonna be a mess like always because it's been how long has it been since it's been just the three of us i think it has been Devils doesn't really count because there was six of us <laughs> it, i think the last time it was just the three of us i'm pretty sure it was sky wizards yeah that was shit back wizards in academy that was mm-hmm. back in september i think holy shit and that's one academy <laughs> i would not like to thank <laughs> thank you thank not, you even if mom directed it mm-hmm. oh we love you felicia <laughs> Um, so, I guess we can start with our categories. So why don't you you list off the categories before we, uh, all the various categories before we start nailing our nominations. So just listing them? Yeah, just list all the various awards we're going to be putting out today. Alright, so the various awards we have, some of them are the stereotypical, like, ones you see for like the academy awards and stuff like that and then we got creative with some of them <laughs> so the categories that we came up with we have best director best writing best dub for a video release best dub for a broadcast dub because you got to think about it the broadcast dub is just the rough materials compared to the video release so things could change between the two so it kind of makes sense to put them in two different categories um best male performance in a dub for drama best female performance in a dub for a drama Best male performance in a dub for comedy. Best female performance in a dub for comedy. Biggest surprise performance. The voice acting Black Magic Award. Because that, because we have to have that one in there. Um, the most underrated or the underdog, in a sense. Um, best new voice actor or one that probably should keep an eye on in the coming years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have worst acting, worst writing, and the worst dub of the year. Now, in order for a show, or a dub specifically, to be eligible for these rewards, it had to have been released either physically or on a streaming service mm-hmm. uh, between January 1st and the end and of December. this year. And, yeah. Well, December 1st was really the cutoff, but... Um, All right. Yeah. No. But um, well, December are... 1st, because, you know, I kind of want to do an honorable mention to Glitter Force. Well, you can do an honorable mention oh, okay. to Glitter Force. Well, we'll let you do that. It's mostly because... We, the cutoff date was for December 1st for home video releases, mostly mm-hmm. because, you know, 
Right, we, we, right. We, we want to be able to... time. Yeah, we, we want to be able to watch as much as we can. Like, for me, in the past few months, I was trying to get through, like, a bunch of them, and the only ones I didn't get to finish were the first season of Tokyo Ghoul, um, Tokyo Ravens, and then I did not get to even touch Selector Infected, so... Yeah. I just had a huge list. But, um, in terms of... In terms of video release, again, like Hardy said, it was from the beginning. And it is a video release that, uh, bleh, excuse me. It's an anime series that had a home video release with an English dub attached to it between the 1st of January and the 1st of December. And broadcast dubs are any of the ones that popped up this year, essentially. Mm-hmm. So we did make some exceptions for a few of them. Because um, for- Netflix. Netflix is an exception. Um, Toonami is an exception. Toonami is an exception. And then I believe the other exceptions are the second half of Yon of the Dawn, because that did air um, mm-hmm. this year. Uh, Free Eternal Summer was also an exception. Yes. And that in, it can qualify for broadcast dub awards only because the home video release is not until February. Right. Uh, Thanks, Lorlock! <laughs> you're welcome. And then I think... Uh, I think Dorara might be the only other exception because that technically was a broadcast up mm-hmm. um, on Crunchyroll. Uh, so those are really the exceptions to the rule um, in terms of the broadcast dub category. Of course, since this, the broadcast dub thing is still new anyway, it's going to be refined as it goes. So if we do this kind of thing again, we're going to refine it as it goes. Which most likely will happen because I don't plan on not doing this the rest of yeah. the next year with all the crazy shit. Oh my god. Looks at winner and cries. <laughs> and cries. Um, oh lord. But, um, anyway. That's basically the gist of the categories and how we kind of broke them down between home video release and broadcast up in order to, like, figure out what qualifies and what doesn't. Um, so, do we want to start talking about, uh, some of these categories? Absolutely. So, of course, because we always want to end on a happy note, we're gonna start with probably some of the more um, bad Shit. stuff. Yeah. Yes. So we're gonna start with the worst categories. Right. Instead of the Dubby Awards, these will be the Flubby Awards. Yeah. yeah. Basically. Your statue is made of garbage. <laughs> uh. So we're gonna start with worst writing for a dub, and with some of these, with these. With the worst categories, it could be worst writing for either broadcast or home video release. There's no limit on that one. Mm-hmm. So, worst writing for a dub. Who wants to go first? Me and Lilac share one, so we'll go last. All right. I guess I, I guess I will go first. And these these two are ones that you probably know about. Um, I have oh, a tie. I already know one of them, and it's one of my picks too. I have a tie. Mm-hmm. For the first, it is obviously. J. Michael Tatum for Free Eternal Summer because there was so much casual swearing, dude bros, and mean crap put into a show that did not need it. Thank you. Yes, yep. it, it just... I'm not the biggest free fan at either, but uh, but man, it's just... He just he needs to be reined in. Uh, you, you, gotta, you gotta admit, though, even though you're not the biggest free fan... You enjoyed the shit out of watching that dub with us. I did. It was for the company. <laughs> it was great. Which yeah. eventually will, will be <laughs> the, a video the, thing. The, I was going to swim the race. But, but then, then I, I got, got high. <laughs> <laughs> like, that whole experience probably is one of the best things that, that happened was this fantastic. year. It did kind of happen during a really hard time for me. Mm. Yeah. And just watching, listening to Noah react to the Nagisa <laughs> riding a whale. <laughs> 
the most it was like watching a child staring in wonder and amusement so so while just swearing. A, just a little bit of context um because <laughs> i haven't made this video put it out yet um over the summer when the broadcast of um the free eternal summer dub was going on funimation um the three of us as well as katie and noah Every couple of weeks, the, f the five of us would get together and we'd watch maybe one or two episodes of the dub. And, and we, drink to it. Oh, and yes. Drink to it. And, we and we recorded our commentary to it just to make, like, a fun highlight video later, which eventually I'll get to editing. But my God. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, some of the jo some of the jokes we're going to have to cut out because they might offend a few more than a few people. people. This is why it's going to be a highlight video. Right. <laughs> and not a long-ass thing. Got a good sense of the writing. If by how annoyed I was getting at certain points. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, but, thankfully, now that the season one dub is up on Crunchyroll, from what I've heard, they they still have the casual swearing that's completely unnecessary, but there were no reference to memes and no dude bro sorts of things. So, right. And it's, apparently it's still Tatum who wrote it, so apparently they had to rein him in. It's, it's like... um. Tatum is the lead writer, and then I think the head writer is um, John Bergmeier. John Bergmeier's the head writer for everything. Yeah. I think he's just, you slap his name. He's sort of like like the executive producer when it comes to writing he's credits. He's the Ebisu of writing. Uh, he's, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, mummy! <laughs> but anyways, before we get too off track, yeah, I have a tie for worst writing. Okay, um, so Tatum for free Eternal Summer, what's your other one? I did not think this dub was the worst written. But it's because of one infamous line. Oh that no, Mr. I know where this is going. Mr. Tyson Reinhardt had to slip oh. into the dub of prison school for no reason whatsoever other than to further his politics and agenda. That oh. I was subjected to tons and tons of Gamergate whining over at the forums. I'm in sorry. Case, guys, in case you don't know or you're fairly new to Dub Talk, Hardy is an admin for the Funimation forums. I'm a, I'm a moderator. Moderator, right excuse admin. me. Moderator. Yeah. Still. And, yeah, and so, yeah. I, I mean, can only imagine the hell that you went through. You have no idea. I'm, let, me, let me put it this way. I am not an SJW. I am not a gamer gator. I'm on the side of common sense. I choose not to take a side. However, I don't like being subjected to a bunch of angry people coming onto my forums and trying to start crap. Yep. So yeah, it, it, Tyson Reinhardt, I... Uh, the thing is, that line had no reference. It, it wasn't even referenced in the Japanese version. It was completely different. He decided to stick that in there just as a jab to Gamer Gators because he wanted to pick at them. And, I mean, that was completely unnecessary. It was uncalled for, and it caused a lot of uproar. And yeah, I... The, fall, the it, fallout we, from the whole thing was just a complete mess. It was yeah. a whole and mess. On, on, and star. honestly, and honestly, some of the comments that Tyson had made, and yeah, Tyson they were rather unnecessary. Kinda, he kind of, kind of acted very inappropriately in response. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, no, I mean, just he, from what I understand, he they talked to him and he learned his lesson. He's not going to re do any references like that anymore. But, uh, but yeah, that just that got me the that decide. That's why I decided to give him the Flubby <laughs> Award for worst writing. It makes you wonder if they're probably going to switch that line for the home video release. From Most likely. From what I've, what I've heard, they're probably not, but they mm. still haven't decided yet. Okay. So that's so just that, a little that's, insider That'll be info. interesting to see what happens. Right. Um, Megan, what did you have for worst writing? Well, originally, because I thought it counted in this year, 
uh, because the DVD came out for it last year, but the Blu-ray came out for this year. I was just gonna give it to all of Diabolic Lovers <laughs> because that was yeah. rigid as fuck. Like, my God, there was it was incoherent and rigid, and and but it did spawn probably one of the best horrible out of context lines of all time. Sharing is caring, man. Sharing, sharing, sharing Ayato. <laughs> Don't you but, know sharing is caring, Ayato? <laughs> but yes, the, since the Blu-ray came out December 2014, it doesn't really count. Doesn't count. So I think Lilac and I both had the same one, and it's exactly for the almost the same reason why Tatum's on here for Hardy and mm-hmm, why probably. Tyson Reihardt's kind of on here, but with less hitstorm thrown at them. You say it, Lilac. Okay. Um, I had three. Tatum is one. Uh, before I get to. The, my first choice, actually. Um, my second pick was actually Chris Patton for Hamatora, season one. Um, for some reason, I had heard a bunch of shit about um, Chris Patton's writing for this dub. When I finally watched it, it wasn't bad. <laughs> but there were some moments <laughs> in the script where I was like, really, guys? Really? And it kind of threw me off a little bit with the show itself. I guess um, I should mention this lilac, but Chris Patton is best friends with Stephen Foster, so that might have oh. something to do with it. And he has defended his writing on several occasions. Right. I so. know, I know. I'm pretty sure Patton probably defended his writing here. And people are like making it to be a like an extremely terrible script. For me, it's not bad. There was just some moments and some lines where I kind of took me out of it a bit, but that's that's not the worst of it. Um, for me, I would definitely really have to give this award to, um, Clint Bickham and Clifford Chapman for Ultimate Taco Teacher. Really? Here, this is my reasoning. Um, because Hardy, you and I, we're like two of like maybe five people who enjoy that show. Yeah. Um, the reason why I put Ultimate Taco Teacher and Bickham and Chapman, it's, it's a meme-filled fest, and in my mind, I'm thinking of like the longevity of it. Yeah. Like years down the line, are those jokes still going to stick? Yeah, with that, people. I get it. That it's enjoyable right now because right. It, it and with the, the difference between prison school and ultimate otaku teacher is you can put a bunch of memes in UOT, and they're actually they actually kind of make sense in regards mm-hmm. to the subject matter. Whereas right. prison school had nothing to do with anything. But yep. yeah, I see where you're coming from. Is that it's going to be very very aged years down yep. the road. So yep. yeah, like. Things like social justice warriors and could be aged like Arbor Yeah, social justice warriors, and then there's like a variety of things that like they would throw in on every episode, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's really my main concern was is that it's gonna date the script later on down the line when you have people coming in and I don't know like what the fuck a social justice warrior is or like um, there can only be one. That was one that somehow I managed to pick up on. Freaking Highlander reference. Hey, was... Highlander, Highlander is ageless in more ways than one. <laughs> but indeed, I'm... indeed. Yeah. But my point still stands, and that's really the main reason why I have, I mostly have to give this worst writing award to Bickham and Chapin on that one. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I understand. Okay. It's still an enjoyable dub if you watch it today. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I know people don't like the show itself, but it's still fun. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I think we can move on. Right. Is it time for worst acting? I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised, Megan. You didn't say dramatical murder. It oh, was bad. Oh, it just, was bad. Just but we're gonna get to that bridge. Okay. Oh, like, really, really quickly. We're too. gonna get to that bridge very quickly. Yeah. Um, worst acting. Gee, I might as well go first. Yeah, you and I may as well go first because we have first. the same person. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Gabriel fucking Rigojo <laughs> for as Alba, Alba in dramatical oh murder. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> my god. Oh my god. There's Hardy. this thing called emoting and he doesn't really do it. Yeah. Hardy, if you don't understand, he sounds like a shitty Seth Rogen. Oh jeez. Yeah. Um, you mean a shitty Ur Seth Rogen. Shitty Ur Seth Rogen. Exactly, yes. But, but like, yeah, oh, oh my, my god. Christ. We, we already oh had this my. conversation with Dramatical Murder, but um, yeah. For those of you who somehow skipped to this episode. Um, First of all, why did you? Too. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's even, even beyond that. It's like, even beyond that, his just acting is so subpar to the rest of his cast. Absolutely. Like, like even with the subject matter and the content, like, the majority of the cast went there. Do we like, need to bring up the OVA the and then fucking Greg I mean, Ayers oh and David Wald and David Matranga? Matranga especially bites the man's dick off and he seems unfazed. <laughs> yes. Like, they just went I heard. It. I have watched a show where I heard David Matranga make growly blowjob noises. <laughs> now oh. that's a Cards oh, yeah, Against Humanity card. That is a Cards know. Against Humanity card right there. Growly oh, Hardy, you're watching it on New Year's. Yeah, you're watching the OVA episode on <laughs> New Year's, New by Year. the way. Oh, I have, I have something in response to that, and you are not ready. Just saying. Like, I need like, to find something shitty on my shelf now. <laughs> like, yeah. mother of fucking God, dude. Like, we'll bring this up with another award, because everybody who knows me can probably read me easier than a Twilight book. Yep. Um, or like a children's, like, I don't know, Hello... A fucking children's book. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. But we'll get to that bridge and burn it yeah. very, very hard later. But just, it was, it was by far like, you had to try to be as bad as this. Yeah. But anyway, Hardy, your worst acting award, who did you give it to? Well, normally, I sort of default to Daryl Gilbo in this situation, but... Oh, hey, <laughs> be nice to my friend. I, he's a great guy. I've met him. He's wonderful. I just, I am not a fan of his acting. You've never been a fan of his acting. I never have. But in the few Uh-oh. snippets of Dara X2 that I heard him in, he's better. So yeah, no, I, I'm not going to be giving him the worst actor award. Good. Um, then who, who are you giving it to then? I'm terrified now. <laughs> there is only one person that I can oh, give no. this award to. Oh, no. <laughs> It's a little young woman. You may have heard of her, but she's not exactly famous for her voice acting. Oh, no. I speak, of course... Oh, shit, I know where this is going. ...of Jessica Negri as Supersonico. Oh! I, I forgot that was, was a like, thing. Wait a second. I was like, wait a second. Oh, shit, here it comes. And We're the just, ironic... Like, for dramatic effect. <laughs> the ironic thing is that... They, Sentai Filmworks put such a big deal out of promoting Jessica as this character. They did special, Sentai never does special features for anything. They had like these really high quality professional special features where they interviewed her and did a photo shoot with her and did like outtakes with her and everything. But the acting is just bad. Here's a little bit of context for people who may not be familiar with Supersonico. First of all, good on you for skipping it. Um, Second of all, second of all, Sonico is not hot. She looks like some sort of malformed balloon animal. Just <laughs> third of all, um, Jessica Negri. She's mostly well known as a um, cosplayer, and one of the cosplays that she has done is for Super Sonico. 
And yeah. th- that's actually one of the more well-known ones that she's done. Yeah, and she's so, the ofi- she's the official Sentai Filmworks model for Sonico, actually. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably what helped her gain the role of Sonico. And um, she's she has some previous voice acting credits for Ruby, but Ruby's mm-hmm. voice acting in general is awful anyway, so just throw that yeah. out the window. But, uh, but yeah, just a little bit of context there. Yeah, fuck Ruby. Um, Had a so, so <laughs> Jessica Nebri and Gabriel Rogojo, you're you are probably nice people, mm-hmm. but I'm sorry. <laughs> you sucked this year. Th- this this is bad. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Even even good actors have bad days. Mm-hmm. But Jesus Christ, why did both yeah, of you have good to act- yes, dubs? Good actors have bad days. Let's see. Eric Vale being sick for half of his recording of Death Parade. Oh, hey, yeah. he was still fucking even even though it that. worked in his favor. Because oh my god. god. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, um, let's move on to the worst dub of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm you gonna. I, 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 I kind of want to go first because this is a big fuck you to Hardy. Oh, uh, what did you do, Lilac? <laughs> my worst dub of the year is "Want to Be the Strongest in the World." <laughs> <laughs> if if people may not remember. Hardy and I had a bet when it came to the Ultimate Otaku Teacher um, Dubs Talk episode, which we both lost, and we decided to subject each other with terrible shows of our own choosing, and Hardy made me watch Wanna Be the Strongest in the World, which came out on home video this year. So, fuck Megan you, was Hardy. smart and avoided this bet like a smart human being. Has Zenith even watched High School DxD yet? He did, and he liked it. Okay. Yeah. As long as, because he okay. decided to subject himself to it. Okay. Yeah. Does anybody else remember that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where Charlie runs out the back of the van yelling wild card? Yeah. <laughs> I have but not that's seen. Zenith. That's our Zenith. Yep. <laughs> Zenith nice. is our Charlie. Are you saying well, Zenith yeah. cut my brakes? Yes. <laughs> but anyway. Wild card, bitches. <laughs> anyway. Um, I was thinking for like one I was thinking it was either gonna be this or um maybe Dramatical Murder. But with Dramatical Murder, at least the cast really gave a damn, and want to be the strongest. Gave a blowjob noises. <laughs> want to be the strongest? They the the cast gave a damn about the show, but it was so obnoxious. It was nothing but screaming in pain. Mm. It, it, it the fir- the show itself wasn't for me to begin with, and the dub didn't make it any better. It's Even though I do have to give kudos to the cast for just working with it, I do mm. have to give them kudos. I'm just not a fan of the dub, honestly. Yeah. That's why I picked it. Right. Star for trying. Gold star for trying. Banana, a banana sticker. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, who, who wants next? Me or Hardy? I was like, who wants to go next? I don't care. I uh, I I will go next. I have a tie actually. Okay. Uh-oh. Um, and it was hard for me. It was actually really hard for me to uh, to decide a worst dub this year, because I didn't watch a lot of sentai dubs see i can't i don't have the anime network so i can't stream sentai dubs yeah um, and it, like me trying to talk about sentai dubs is difficult too right i'm just right. starting to work on that and so the few i did watch they've gotten better but there was one in particular a lot of people seem to really like this this dub and a lot of people seem to really like this show i don't okay and so one of my picks for worst dub is no game no life Oh! Shots fired. Put your pitch your put your pitchforks down, kids. Hardy will. Yeah. Shots fired. I just I didn't care for this show, and I just think, well, first of all, Caitlin French is not a good actress. I I just I don't. She's just, bleh. She is the onomatopoeia. She's the living living embodiment of bleh, in my personal opinion, when it comes to acting. No offense to Caitlin. Um, she'll. 
but but she just didn't do a really good job in this in this dub. And this dub wasn't really all that good. I think Scott Gibbs didn't sound that great. Scott Gibbs sounds like a, a poor man's Eric Vale, in my opinion. It's funny you say that. Wasn't No Game No Life directed by um, Kyle Colby Jones? It was. And yeah. the, the strange thing is, Kyle has done some great dubs this year. Absolutely. Which, which we'll get to. And in fact, he did Outbreak Company as well. And I thought Outbreak Company was a great dub. All things considered, yeah. But like, I just I, I, did... I never got to finish No Game to Life. But then again, I dropped I think after two episodes. I wasn't a fan of the show itself. Yeah. Honestly, uh, honestly, the sh- the dub, it's re- been really hard because most of the dubs I've seen this year have been really good. Mm-hmm. I can't really pick out one that's just quote unquote bad. But same here, I had a hard time too. In my in my personal opinion, it was No Game No Life was one of the weaker ones, and then the other one I picked. Forgive me, Sunny Straight, but I just. Do not like Mikagura's <laughs> school suite. I think it Aww. was terribly casted. There was a lot of miscasting. You don't cast Chris Rager as a Bishonen teen. I'm sorry. What? And you don't... Yeah, no, there is this blonde character. I did not char- watch the dub for that. So there is a character who is seven... He's like in high school. He he looks like a young Bishonen guy. He's tall, blonde hair. And they cast Chris Rager as him. Chris Rager, the voice that sounds like... It got I'm stuck in a black hole. Voice, I'm trying to get that voice to line up with what you're describing, and it's not It working. doesn't work. No, no. Look up the character's face I'll, I'll, afterwards, and, and you'll see. But, I mean, it just... And then they cast Trina Nishimura as a character who's supposed to be a boy, and she does... She plays him straight girly. He sounds Ooh. like a girl. I mean, you know, I understand the whole point of the character is that he's supposed to be really girly, you have to add some a bit of rasp to it. You have to make it at least somewhat masculine. No. Is it is it is it a similar problem with um what is it Tia Ballard as um Adiki in Ultimate Talk Teacher? It's like that, except it's even worse in oh my God. personal opinion. Yeah. Oh, and then Sonny himself casts himself as the cute mascot with the annoying tick where he says Rui before after every sentence. Oh so God, how did he that was, go? Oh, uh, I, I couldn't make it past three episodes. I'm sorry. <sighs> I love Sonny Strait as an actor. His directing needs some work. I know this was probably his first... I think this was his very first directing job. But, yeah. No, it is not. Oh, really? I know he did no, Prison School. He but, um he did a handful of Lupin films that Funimation had. And then ah. before Mikagra's School Suite, he did Maria the Virgin Witch. Ah, I see. And Maria was pretty shaky dub, too, but it got better. Um, Maria, Maria was pretty good, though most of it I kind of account that for um, Patrick Seitz is on the writing side. Yeah. And so those are my two for worst dub is Macagra School Suite and No Game No Life. Otherwise, it's been a really good year for dubs. It's been oh, pretty solid, yeah. Yeah. What about okay, you, Megan? Megan, Megan worst unpredictable dub. As, unpredictable as fuck. Yes, you are. What uh, is it? I, I have mine under the, under the same thing that Lila said. It's not that bad of a dub, like, excluding one human being. <laughs> But I hate more than anything to be disappointed. Oh. I hate being disappointed. This conversation again. I really was disappointed with Chris Ayer's dramatical murder dub. I was, I like, I knew it was going to be bad. Like, that's what I signed up for. But not what I signed up for. But I didn't expect to be upset and disappointed at some of it. You wanted so bad it's good. It's good. You you got so bad it's disappointing. Yeah. I would have been, like, completely fine if they would have fucking gag-dubbed it. That would have been great. That would have been hysterical. But 
the writing was bad, the direction was bad. There's a lot of people who were miscast a lot, like Nicaragua Schools Street. Oh, absolutely. Or just given really weak direction. I, I know we had we didn't have this conversation during the Dead Talk episode for it, but Clint Bigham would have made a better been fucking Alba. Alba. He would have been a better Bigham Alba. Did, yeah, because I, I noticed that we forgot about it when I watched yep. the episode. Clint Bigham was in the show for five minutes and did a better acting job than a majority of the cast. Yep. So I was just really upset at being disappointed. So for that, I think Dramatical Murder is the worst dub I watched this year. Yeah. I don't really have a second runner-up because I tend to not really watch <laughs> we try not to shit. Wa- we try not to watch bad shows. Yeah. I try we not try. to watch shit. Although, potentially, it's possible that, like, th- something like Show Me and Sample or Skyward is probably shitty dubs, too. Skyward is probably even my though, number two, even e- though the cast and the directors are great. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just the show themselves. Um, so, I kind of wanted to punch Don Bennett's character in the face. Um, <laughs> anyway, with a truck, multiple times. Anyway, um, let's now we just from- we just want to say to all directors and actors who might or may not be listening to this, you are all good people. We really respect everything you do. Absolutely, we, know it, it's, we do. It's hard. We're not making fun of you. These are just our opinions on the performance. Please. We're just being critical. This is yeah. the constructive criticism. Yes. As you would say. We are If I was going to be a flaming angry weeaboo, I would have gone nuts by now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're not again, like we say all the time, we don't we're not trying to personally attack these people. Mm-hmm. We understand that there's things that happen, they have jobs to do. It's just our opinions on the matter. Mm-hmm. And with that, let's get out of these worst categories and move on to something else. Um Woo-hoo! Something fun. Something fun. Let's move under over to the most underrated actor or actress or basically the underdog actor of the year. Mm-hmm. I have two people. Actually. I have three. I have two. Okay. But they're from the same show. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um, let's see. Megan, would you like to go first? Sure, because both of mine are from the same show. Make um, it easy. Hardy's got, Hardy's going to know this one because I know he got to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um. And I really, at least the female one of them, I've kind of really grown to appreciate her work in the last year. I know who but, you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. My underdog, my underrated performances are for Max Middleman and Elizabeth, Erica Mendez as King and Diane, or Deanne from Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah. Um, I didn't, especially on, to talk about Deanne first, um, I really respect Erica Mendez as an actress. Um, she's honestly the only reason I actually finished Kill the Kill. I adore her performances, and when I saw she was going to be Deanne, I was like, okay, how is this going to work? Because the only thing I really knew her was Ryuko, who has this lower, growly kind of voice. And then she's, like, fucking adorable as Deanne and also threatening. But for me, what really sealed it, and this is how I'm going to lead into Middlemen, is when you get to do their backstory. Oh, that that brought when me they to get, When you get to do King and Deanne's backstory. To which I may or may not have marathoned the last 12 episodes of Nanatsu no Taizai in a night before I was going to a con. I still need to watch Seven I was sense. almost in tears I will because s- of Middleman. I, w- I will say this. I'm so glad that Netflix put the entire series up at once because that is the single most marathonable show I have seen in a long time. Yeah. Like, One, it, is ridi- like it is a ridiculously good show. So what you're telling me is I need to block out, like, a weekend in order to watch it, right? Yes. yes. Okay, good to know. You, you gotta get past the main character's perviness, because he is 
pretty despicable, but... Okay. Meliodas is kind of a horrible, wretched person, but they're all kind of horrible, wretched people. But we love uh, them regardless. But we love them regardless, but I really, really did fall in love with Middleman's King, and I had not... I had maybe watched seven episodes of the sub before I just... I couldn't find anywhere to really watch it. I didn't have a Netflix account that I was able to get on. Thank you, Christine and your mom, uh, for letting me whore out your Netflix account for Little Witch Academia and... Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah. Um, yeah, speaking of Erica Mendez, she uh, is girly in Little Witch Academia as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, I, I honestly, I fell in love with Middleman's performance. And I I frankly, that's why King became my favorite character. And I think Max Middleman is actually rather new this year too. Yes, he is rather new this year. I think he was also in the lead in A Lull in the Sea. He, but I had and I, and I think he was also, I want to say he voices either Slain or... Um, He's one of the two fuckers. He's one of the Elmo two leads Zero. in El Noah Zero, if yeah. I remember right. In shitty in shitty Lesser Codias, basically. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um let's see. Hardy, do you want to go next or do you want me to go next? I'll go next, yeah. I <laughs> have three I have three. One yeah. of them is not going to surprise you at all. Okay. Um but for mine I had Don Bennett in her roles okay. for Dance with Devils and Sky Wizards because they're so incredibly different from one another. Pomeranian Choir. Pomeranian. And I might as well... You might as well add potatoes in there, too. I might as well add potatoes in there, because... Ultimate Attack Teacher. This one woman is able to pull off these three entirely different characters and have them all sound convincing. If you listen to all three performances, you would not be able to tell they're the same person. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think Don Bennett's new, but she has already made, like, a huge mark. Absolutely she has. On the, like she's it, probably she probably started last year if anything. Yeah, I think she's she ha- de- de- she's last um because she's frost in um fairy tale. Yeah. So if anything, she probably started up last year. Yeah, and so she's my first choice for most underrated. I I'll only see her star growing brighter. Absolutely, I do too. Yeah, uh, my second choice is Adam Gibbs for Parasite. Hell yeah, I have Adam Gibbs as one of mine. Yeah, uh, Adam Gibbs. Yeah. I'll, expl- yeah. I'll explain my reasoning in a, in a minute here, but I'll let you go. But yeah, no, I mean, because I think Parasite is one of the best dubs that Sentai has ever done. And he pulled off some major Kaneki vibes, but he was still able to um, to make Shinichi his own character. And and pull off both sides of Shinichi when he goes through his massive transformation. And it's I just really funny you bring that up, because at least the writer from Tokyo Ghoul um, pays a lot of homage to Parasite. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, the two shows are... They're they're very very similar to they're one another. They're very similar to each other. Yeah. In a, in a more on a surface level mm-hmm. and a little bit of an undertone context, like thematically. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Megan, I don't mean to piss you off, but anime Shinichi would beat Con- anime Kaneki. Manga Kaneki. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Anime anime Kaneki would just ask it. Manga Kaneki would not. Yeah. There's <laughs> the big difference. Even Root A, Root A. Kaneki would put up a good fight, but he'd still probably lose. Manga Kaneki, depending on what what chapter you ask. If he goes Kakuju mode, he you know it's it's. Oh game no, over. we're beyond Kakuju mode at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, you don't understand. Ishida Sensei likes to rip out my heart, shit on it, stomp on it, and put it back and say it's okay. That actually sounds like something that would happen in Tokyo Ghoul. Uh, Probably. I'm not gonna spoil stuff in case we ever do. Anyway. Anyways. Anyway. Anyways. Anyways. Moving on from the yeah third third pick. (sighs) There's a sactor. I knew it. I knew where this was going. 
And he always seems to just get put as the secondary characters. That's because he doesn't have the type of voice that that goes with the typical high school kids. Even when he plays a high school kid, the kid is balls guy. He looks like he's freaking 40. We love you, Drunk Uncle Marcus Stemmick. And so my choice is Marcus Stemmick for the heroic legend of Arslan. And... And his balls guy, Tarasika himself, in Assassination Classroom. What about Delico? Delico, Delico, yeah, Delico is actually him actually altering his voice. Actually, the best, I will say this, the best line that Marcus has done was as a one-off character in one episode of Ninja Slayer, to where he read this line, I'm like, that is freaking unbelievable. You have, you have met yourself a new fan. And so, yeah, those are my three. Don Bennett, Marcus oh, Stimmick, and Adam Gibbs. Okay. You're laughing so hard over that. Apparently, Hardy and I are on the same page, because the two I picked are two of yours as well. Um, like I said before, Adam Gibbs is one of them. Um, well, really, with both of these, I based most of this off of the fact that I had no clue who they were at the start of the year. And now by the end of the year, I know who they are, and they're stuck in my mind now. Um, with Adam Gibbs... He was one of the more recent ones with Parasite, um, of course, with Shinichi. Uh, nice from Hamatora. I think he did that. He did rather well with that role. And um, freaking uh, <laughs> Hiromi. Hiromi from Beyond the Boundary. Boundary. Oh god, that was the My best thing. That was the best thing ever. And I'm so excited because I because Megan and I were gonna cosplay as um, Hiromi. And, um, Akihito for Anime I'm Boston. Aki, she's being I'm Hiromi. It's gonna be great. But we're gonna try to make Zen as Hiromi's sister. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing we're doing gender switching of it yeah. too. Zenith, Zenith will do it. He has cosplayed as Ryoko. Oh yeah. We, that's, we why gonna, that's why I also said Erica Mendez was I actually didn't start watching Kill a Kill until it aired on Toonami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, anyway who's, your, year, right? who's your anyway, second one? Anyway, but yeah, Adam gives He's such a sweetheart, by the way. Such mm-hmm. a nice guy. Um but yeah, basically, I had no clue who this guy was at the beginning of the year, even though he's been around for a few years now. I think, like, he's... But he's really started picking up, I would think, more this year than any other time, honestly. Um, my other one... <laughs> um, we're gonna bring back good old drunk Uncle Marcus, because, again, he is another one... I had no clue who this person was until you mentioned him, Hardy, when we yeah. talked about Assassination Classroom. That's right. And since then, Tarasica... Um, Delico and Jaswant, like he's growing on me so much to the point where I could recognize him. Like with Arslan, when Jaswant was first introduced, and like occasionally I'll just like take a stab at who was voicing it and I'll tweet it to Christopher Bevins. And I'm like, I'm gonna guess that Jaswant is either Marcus Stemmick or Alex Organ. And before Christopher Bevins could even respond to me, Marcus Stemmick favorited that tweet. <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna guess that it's Marcus. <laughs> like, I'm starting to recognize him more now. I'm starting to recognize him more now, and I'm very much enjoying the work that he's done. Like, he's made great strides this year. Absolutely has. I really, so, I want to say this. I said this a thousand times on my Twitter. I yeah. really want him to play the lead in Dimension W. And now that it's confirmed for a broadcast up, because if you look at the main character and look at Marcus, he looks like him. Mm. He looks like him. No, no, seriously. When Marcus, gr- when he grows out that beard. I would be beard, all for that. 
Yeah. Marcus, I, Mar- Mar- Marcus, we need to take this to another level now. You need to have a leading role, sir. Mm-hmm. You need to come on our podcast, damn it. <laughs> you yeah. need to come and come join us for a day. Because, yeah. my God, it would be some funny shit. Yeah. Now, this is an open invitation to Marcus Stimmick. If you would ever Absolutely. let us interview you, please, we would love to do, because we're trying to take the show, we are trying to take the show to another level, and we would love to start interviewing people. Or we hell, would be- any, any of the voice actors that we know that listen to this podcast. I'm pretty sure, like, Felicia Angel and Megan Emmerich, anyone. Emmerich. Yeah. Uh, God's will, if you're at Funimation. <laughs> yes. God's will, we know you listen to, you bastard. <laughs> Don't call anyone, God's will a bastard. That man is an board. angel. Fine. God's will, you angel. Get over <laughs> here. <laughs> we would, again, open invitation. We would love to have you. Absolutely. Also, open invitation to play Cards Against Humanity against us because I want to kick your ass like I've done to Elizabeth Maxwell, Austin Tyndall, Jessica Calvero, and Matt Mercer. We, yeah. we need a recreation of the anime deck. Um, I, will, I will tell you this, Megan. Amanda Winley will still kill you. Bring it on. Oh. But anyway, yeah, those Marcus and Adam are my two picks for most underrated voice actors of the year. Because yeah. now I know who these two individuals are after this whole year, and I'm very excited for that. Mm-hmm. Now what do we do? Um, let's see. Because <laughs> <laughs> we always we're gonna, this episode's gonna be like two hours long. Three we're hours if we're at this rate. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so much to really. Let's talk about the best writing for a dub this year. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. This can be either video release or broadcast up. Yeah. I only have one. I have two. I had I had two. I had two oh. individuals, though one of which is for two shows. Yeah. See, I had one because everybody is going to assumingly default what my favorite show to what my favorite fucking anime is. Because it got a home release this year, and I will say that it was very well written. So thank you, Josh and Monica. Mm-hmm. Um, for Tokyo Ghoul. Cool. Yeah. But my overall number one, and this is probably going to surprise you, was Patrick Seitz for Maria the Virgin Witch. Oh, absolutely. I can agree with that. I did not get to finish Maria the Virgin Witch, unfortunately. Maria's good. I have been very busy. But I will say this. My favorite character in Maria is Priapus. (laughs) Oh, Jerry. Priapus the dickless owl. (laughs) I have never heard dick jokes. Written so masterfully in my life. Who wants to climb the mountain? Like, like, Patrick Seitz deserves an Oscar for writing dick jokes and sex jokes. Here's the other. This is the. This is the. He deserves a SAG award for dick jokes. Hey, a SAG award or a SAC award? Oh. Just he went so hard for this. I, I can I can so, agree that Maria was really well written because some of it also was um because you're dealing with a show that's also set in France, and how it was also written was that you have French words being spoken by the characters, and that was really good writing and also trying to like match the lip flaps of it and everything. So absolutely, it's hard material to write for because it is a touchy subject. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is a very sensitive subject show. Yeah. Um, I'll also extend this because he's also part of the writing team for that, and fortunately that episode is still in limbo. Um, mm-hmm. Patrick Seitz is writing for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is also very well done with his, the team over there. Um, if that episode ever sees the light of day, <laughs> maybe uh, we do talk about it. We'll see. We'll um, see how it goes. But anyway, so mm-hmm. you say Patrick Seitz. Yes, Patrick Seitz from Maria. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, I'll go next, I guess. Um, I have two. One is Bonnie Clunk and Beard uh, for Death Parade and the 
and Noragami. I think she's writing the second season, I think, as well. I had her for Death Parade as well. That was one of mine. Absolutely. Because um, yeah. we've talked about her bef- several times before. Her, her take on ADR scripting is very faithful to the original, with Death Parade especially. Because yeah. that is a very, very, that's probably a very difficult show to try and write for. Considering the context and all of the, yeah, everything, definitely. everything in there. So that one was really well written. And Noragami most, as well, because, um, like some of the jokes in there were kind of out there. But also some of the context and some of the more emotional moments. Those would, oh, God, those are yeah. so tough. And I have to commend Bonnie for that as well. Um, and my other, my other pick for best writing I'm gonna I'm gonna basically read it as as is. Whoever the hell wrote BBB or Blood Blood K Battlefront? Because we don't know who the fuck wrote Blood Blood K Battlefront right now. Mm-hmm. And my God, that show is amazing. I love the writing for that one. It was great. That was another one that had very emotional moments and fun moments as well. And that and a lot of comedic has, moments too. Mm-hmm. It has so much energy. Power of the D. It has so much energy that one wrong move in either the writing or even the directing front, which we'll probably get to in a minute, um, and you could have a disaster. Yeah. So I commend whoever wrote the script for Blood Bowl K Battlefront as well. Yeah. Whoever you may be, mystery person. We'll find out one day. We'll f- watch us find out it's Tatum. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. If it's Tatum, my God. Um, but yeah, We will all be eating humble pie. Absolutely. Um, but uh, those are the two I picked for best writing. Hardy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you and Bonnie Clink and Beard for Death Parade. I think as far as staying faithful to the material, it was the best dub this year. That, um, Absolutely. Because I really loved just the whole experience. I really loved the acting. I really Absolutely. loved the script. Everything was really great. My second choice is probably going to throw you through a loop because neither of you girls watch this show, but I okay. am in love with it. It's not exactly a good show. In Uh-oh. fact, some people absolutely hate it. But you just, ha- it's one of the shows to where I will allow the you just didn't get it excuse. Normally, when people pull out the you just don't get it excuse, it's a cop out. For this one, I'll allow it. Okay. Uh-oh. My choice for best writing is for Tyler Walker for Ninja Slayer. Okay. This <laughs> yeah. is understandable. Yeah. I, have, I haven't seen Ninja Slayer, but I can see probably where you're going with this. People normally would think this was a terribly written dub. These people are wrong. It was done this way entirely on purpose. It sounds like an early 90s uh, dub from like Manga UK or Streamline Pictures, that like an early VHS release. The way, the way I've seen the few clips of um, Ninja Slayer... It absolutely has that old nostalgic vibe to it. And absolutely. That, that is what's so beautiful about it. It's just, mm-hmm. it's bad, but it's done so well. I mean. It's so bad, it's good. It's it's just, it's, no, it, it, it surpasses so bad, it's good. It's so awful, it's amazing. And just, yeah, I mean, the, they sneak, they sneak, snuck in a Rickroll joke in there and nobody noticed. And really? It di- and it, what? No, nice. they, snuck, they snuck in a Rickroll reference, and it just made the show better. It's oh that's it's God. that type of show to where you can put memes, and you can put just these dumb jokes and references, and it works. I'm going to have to uh, watch the Ninja, Ninja Slayer finally, aren't I? It's, the entire thing is available now, and the episodes yeah, are only yeah. like half length. 
It's oh, a dumb. Okay, it's a shorter one. Okay. It's a shorter one. Yeah. It's a dumb show. It's poorly animated, but then goes to amazingly animated, like at the spur of a moment. Um, but yeah, that's my choice for best writing for 2015, along with Death Parade. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, watch on. Ninja Slayer. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Recite your death haiku before it is too late. Yeah. What's Oh my god, what is this? Hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, when the three of us get together, God knows what happens. Um, let's move on to best. And then we started right drinking now. tequila. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm already done with both of my drinks. So. <laughs> let's move on to best director for a dub, and this is also can be for home video release or broadcast dub. Mm-hmm. Um, can we just get this out of the way because we know what? it's yeah. going to be an obvious It's Mike pick. McFarland. Mike McFarland, McFarland, of course. Basically yeah. anything he directed this year. <laughs> That's what? Tokyo Ghoul, BBB, Noragami, oh, Attack on Titan, Junior Attack High. High. Attack on Titan. Junior uh, High, yeah. Well, Attack on Titan came out on video last year. Attack on Titan, Junior Titan. High is legit, though. Junior High counts, though. Um, Let's see, what else did he do? Um, the type of dimension of Tunia, even though I'm not a fan of the show itself. And I haven't seen the dub. Um, what else did he do this year? Uh, he's back on One Piece again. <laughs> uh, Your turn, Mike. Yay. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously Mike McFarlane's the obvious, obvious pick for this award. <laughs> As we yeah. all know. But, yeah, um, for all three of us, really. Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah. So now that that's out of the way. <laughs> now that that's do, out of the way. I've um, got a I couple do, honorable mentions that I'd like I do to have do. I do have, a, have two other choices as well. Mm-hmm. Um... I went first, like, the last two times. Okay. It's your turn. Uh, Hardy, how about you go first? Uh, I would like to put out honorable mentions to Zach Bolton for Death Parade, because oh, Zach can be yep. pretty hit or miss, but this time I think he really nailed it. Oh, um, he nailed it this time, absolutely. Yeah. He really did Death Parade really well. And also, I'd like to put out an honorable mention to Caitlin Glass for Noragami Aragato, because she is actually following up for Mike McFarland. She's taking absolutely. his place while he's busy. And uh, I honestly think Caitlin has done some great directing work uh she's uh she's sort of in my opinion the uh the apprentice to mike mcfarland in a sense i i can agree with that um didn't the two of them they d- worked on uh, full metal alchemist a lot too yep they co-directed and the, Oron. yeah they co-directed no well mcfarland was the writer of Oron, if i remember so he right. helped yep yeah. um i thought the co-director of full metal alchemist was talking uh, for, it was um. It was McFarland, McFarland and it was McFarland and Caitlin for the original. No, McFarland and Colleen for the original, and then it was Caitlin and uh, McFarland for Brotherhood. Yeah, Brotherhood. yeah. And I'm well, listening. Yeah, I'm, I'm listening to Aragoto, and there is no difference between the oh, style. None it, at all. There are it's, certain points where I think it actually exceeds the original. Yeah, and unfortunately, yeah. they weren't able to get the full cast. Like I don't think Shelby Lindley was able to come back, but. Uh, there were minor characters that they had to replace it for the cast anyways, and you really don't even notice. Yep. And but, the new casting choices, too, are phenomenal. Well, Ka- Caitlin... Holy shit, Ka- thank God Brian Massey's back. <laughs> oh my God, yes! I want to mention this. Have you girls ever noticed Brian Massey plays his characters who look like Brian Massey? Yes. Yeah, yeah. actually. Does he, does he also run around half shirtless with a rabbit? <laughs> I would like, not be surprised. Like, with Noragami, um, Arigato, um, slight update. Uh, kind of. Yeah. I mean, we have Brian Massey as Okoni Nushi, mm-hmm. and then John Bergmeier, who we have not heard in a good in a good long time either. He is playing Ebisu. However, we still don't know who fuck you Senpai is. <laughs> that's that's this coming week. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I refuse to call him by his actual name because 
Fuck that. But anyway, I Caitlin Glass is one of my picks for best director as well for Noragami, as well as Show by Rock. Actually, I had Caitlin also for Show by Rock. Yeah. Show by Rock was just a bundle of fun. A Show by Rock was a great dub. I'm still I'm... critical of Caitlin herself as Retory, but that's neither here nor here nor there. Um, I guess I'm also going to throw this out because I have to talk to my my Twitter father, my homeboy Chris 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 Evans. <laughs> Captain America. You wish Chris Evans. I wish. No, but Chris Evans, I fucking adored Gangsta. um, Even though Gangsta was kind of an incoherent mess as a show. Yeah. Um, I actually, my other pick was actually Chris Evans as well, but for, um, but I picked him for the heroic legend of Arslan and um, Ping Pong the animation, actually. Arslan, I liked, I liked, it was a rough start short, but it grew. And it developed a lot more. I'm very excited for the second season. And Ping Pong, my god. First, I am getting Ping Pong in the mail. First of all, why did I not watch the show when it was airing? And second of all, these are some really good performances that are in there. Like, you, you know, freaking Marcus Stemmick is in there, and he's actually a decent-sized character, too. You want to know what my favorite... I've only seen a few episodes of Ping Pong, but you know who my favorite uh, actor in that show is? Is, the, is it Aaron? Please no, tell it, me it's Aaron. It's the Chinese guy. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Because what they did with that, they got someone who can actually speak Chinese mm-hmm. to read the lines. It's not like they're... It, they didn't do it as of the original Japanese. They didn't do some sort of English kind of deal. They found someone who could speak Chinese, and they put him into the role. And he's actually a really good actor. He did really well with it. Mm-hmm. So. And I also have one more that may surprise Hardy. Okay. Um, especially after my little tangent earlier. Uh-oh. Oh, what are you? What did you do, Megan? I have to give Chris Ayers props for Beyond the Boundary. Oh, yep, I can agree with that too. I thought Beyond the Boundary was fantastic. It's amazing, yes. It is a very good dub, and it's probably another one of Sentai's best. Chris can do really, really, really well, but he can also do really disappointing work. I think that's the case for every director at Sentai. Is yeah, they, have, they have their good days and then they have their bad days. Like Kyle Colby Jones disappointed me with No Game No Life, but he's doing really well on Parasite. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, it's just it's not we don't have the sort of coherency that the Funimation directors do. Like McFarlane, everything he touches is almost almost everything he touches is gold. He's he's flopped maybe once or twice to where I'm like, yeah, I don't really agree with that, but. For the most part, he's very consistent. Absolutely. Uh, there was only one other person who I would maybe put on this list as an honorable mention, but that's only because I like. I think I enjoyed the show more as it went along. I kind of have to give props to Jerry Jewell for Sarah for the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, Absolutely. Like, never more have I enjoyed a show that stupid. <laughs> I also would have probably have to give Jerry Jewell props for Defrag as well. Defrag was hilarious. Defrag um, was amazing. And yeah. I think Sarah and I think, is unintentionally. And I think, um, yeah, Tatum wrote the script for that. I think too, actually. And that script was actually pretty good. So, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, we've props to Jerry on this for a little bit. Props yeah. to Jerry for that. Um, so I think we can move on. Yeah. What's up let's, next, President? Let <laughs> President huzzah. Uh, let's move on to best new voice actor, or or if, I want to go last, or kind of a flip side to it, like a voice actor to watch out, to look out okay. for. Actually, I'm going last with my mail. Can I oh, we I'm, already know what yours is. We already know who Megan's picking. I have two, and one is Megan's pick, so... Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right, me? Is it me? 
if you want. I guess, unless you're going to say who. Okay. You already know who I picked for the guy. All right. My, for the best new voice actor, it's ironic I picked him because. Oh, did you pick him too? I think I did. If we're all talking Can about this. Can I just thing. say who it is? Is it Go Justin? Go ahead. Just do it. Just do it. Did we all pick Justin Breyer? We did. Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah guys. The guy who basically at the start of the year had nothing. And then Seraph happened. Uh, see, and then uh, Gangsta happened. And see, then Heavy Object happened. And Arzine. And my God. And, and, and Heavy Object was the one that got me over to his side, finally. Because when I okay. first listened to him and Seraph, I was not a fan. Because yeah, we had an argument over that. We yeah, there did. Was a discussion. <laughs> no, we didn't have an argument. We had a honorable disagreement because we weren't yelling and screaming at each other. Discussion. You had a discussion. We had a discussion. A yes. <laughs> because Which I was a lot more lenient on him, but I yeah adore Mika and his stupid vampire yeah. face. So I was kind of like, okay. Yeah. the The reason I was so hard on him was because in those early episodes he was trying to voice young Mika, and it sounded really, really awkward. But now that he's actually able to use his regular voice, he's he, Holy shit. he's got, I would describe him as like part Spike Spencer meets Jerry Jewell with a little bit of Eric Scott Kimmerer thrown in for good measure. Mm-hmm. And I think it really works. And this is why, you know, I've mentioned this. He plays Cloud in Final Fantasy VII Mushin Abridged. Totally over the top because it's a comedy series. But... I want to see him play Cloud legit. And so yeah. I did this whole thing last night where I cast the entire cast of Final Fantasy VII as Funimation regulars, and I put Justin as Cloud, and he said, like, this would be so awesome, thank you. And uh, and yeah, no, I I really like him in Heavy. I know you girls aren't watching it, but I like how he and Micah play off each other so well in that. Hip- him and Micah play off each other so Probably well. well in, anything in, in the four that shows that Justin did this year, three of them he plays off of Micah. Yeah, but that I... Would be I heavy Object, Gangsta, and Sarah. Sarah. Yeah, I think that's best in, Sarah, in Heavy Object because it's like a buddy cop movie. Right. And and and, and Quinther and Heavy are so different, they're always volleying back and forth and back and forth. And it just, it works so well. So yeah. yeah I, uh, pers- I, and then personally, I have to give him props for um, Arslan. Where, like, if you wanted to use the, uh, the argument of, oh, he has to pl- he gets to play off of Micah, so he's fine. If he doesn't play off of Micah and Arslan. He plays off of Aaron. He plays off of Aaron, he plays off of Christopher Bevins, he plays off of Jade Saxon, and he does really, really well. Like, I loved Alum, like, a lot in that show. It, t- it took a minute, but... He also plays off of Ryan Reynolds, too. This is correct, he does. Not that Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Not that Ryan Reynolds. And even going into the, the whole argument, he only plays off of Micah. That's not like, necessarily true, at least for Seraph, because despite the whole you, Mika thing. He mostly, believe, yeah, he mostly plays he is off not, of them. They don't see each other a lot. He, they actually, he, I believe, I don't want to say because spoilers at this point, because I finished the simulcast, and by the way, that ending is complete what the fuckery. Um, it is going to be insanity. Chad James is going to go nuts. <laughs> um, but yeah, but in in the case of Seraph, like he plays, he plays a lot off of all, all people. He plays a lot off Eric of Mo- Vale. Yeah, Eric Vale, Monica Real, um, Aaron Dave Trosko, and, and it's um and, and it's Alex Oregon, Alex Oregon. right? Yeah, yeah. Alex he Oregon. he doesn't play off of Michael all that much actually. And I I for one I really do adore his Michaela or Michaela if you ask Eric Vale's Ferret. <laughs> um, oh, Ferret. Fuck you, Ferret. Fuck you, Farron. <laughs> um, as of today's episode, fuck you, Farron. Um, Stop. Ki- but I really enjoyed his performance, and 
I've kind of I've kind of made this thing before that of all the things, Justin Briner's actually played off of my favorite to say use three different times this year. Um, he's played off of um, he's done oh, he's Ono Kencho's English counterpart once, and he's actually not to be high in his counterpart twice. Um, of all things, so I really enjoy watching him get to play characters that I like because my other favorite actors play them in the Japanese. And I think he does an amazing job, and I really want him to do more things too. Yeah. Good on you, Justin. Mm -hmm. um, you can do for it. Love of God, if they ever do Tokyo Ghoul Re as an anime, I want him to be Urie so bad. I want him to be that little fucking asshole so bad, yeah. just because I want to see him play like a anyway. fucking asshole. Anyway, I just anyway. before uh, one thing to add, you know he actually does song covers on YouTube. Please, God, let him sing the Seraph ending. Uh, you can always ask him. Uh, he mainly does like pop songs, please, like American please, English. Please, God. Can he be in Star Mew? Please. <laughs> Please, God, let him be. Let him be Ketcho's character in Star Mew, and let Micah be Hyannis. No, no, like no. I have Micah. I see Micah somewhere else. I, who did I put as? Um, Don't you shit on my dreams. <laughs> I have Tyndall in that role, I think. Um, but anyway. Okay, that's all. Anyway, acceptable. do we have any honorable mentions for um, uh, best Men? new voice actor of the year? I have an honorable. I, I have an honorable mention, but I want to do mine dead last. Okay. Um. I don't know if any of them are the same. I, I have one for a female, but that's it. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go first with this one. Um, my honorable mention would have to go to Megan Emmerich. Though, to be fair, we did find out that she actually has is not new as a Blood Bowl K Battlefront. She's been voice acting for a little while. But, like, with Blood Bowl K Battlefront, my god. White was absolutely amazing, <laughs> and I loved it. So, definitely I would have to... She's on my radar in terms of up-and-coming voice actors, for sure. Still crying over that. No, uh, Megan. Oh, for girls. Well, any honorable mentions? Yeah. Um, Don Bennett. Oh yes, absolutely. Pomeranian Choir. <laughs> Pomeranian Choir. Basically, for Don all Bennett. the reasons that Hardy mentioned that you before. all listed before. Yeah. My honorable mention, and it it's doesn't really count because he's not technically a voice actor yet. But I have to put this out here. Okay. You go, Chad. You follow your dreams. <laughs> Honorable mention goes Chad James. Vampire 15A, you will live forever in our hearts. Blood. This blood. Blood. Yeah. No, I honestly think I think Chad actually has some potential chops, and I would love to see him um, be in bigger roles eventually. That would be great. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. But we'll see because what happens. He, he does so much you voice acting for Screw Attack, anyways. He's you know as Boomstick and. Uh, and he's always he's always doing voiceover for them. Um, uh, to be honest, he'll probably show up in an episode of Ruby eventually. But you know, fuck that show. But, uh, um, but yeah, I, I can agree with that. It would be cool to see Chad James do more stuff. Yeah, it'd be great. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, moving on. Um, these next two are performance categories. Um, we're gonna start. Both of them are females. Uh, we're gonna start with best female performance in a dub for drama. Because for ladies drama first. Series. Ladies first. Um, I'll go first. I, it's been a while since I've gone first. I picked two. Um, I had Alexis Tipton for Maria the Virgin Witch. Um, that one was kind of a surprise. I did not expect it to be Alexis, and she definitely pulled it out considering some of the content and the stuff that Maria goes goes through in the series. So I have to give her props. Um, but so a, vir to... a virgin witch pulled it out, you say? Absolutely she did. <laughs> she didn't pull out Priya. She whipped it out, man. <laughs> um, but yes, not Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> um, 
But I would have to say the... Thank you, Black Jesus. <laughs> but I would definitely have to say the larger um, individual that I have to give this award to would be Jamie Marquis for Death Parade. Absolutely yeah. Jamie Marquis. Um, I had is, the feels. Absolutely. like I had the feels. This feelings. is something different that I heard Jamie do. And she pulled it off fantastically. Mm-hmm. Especially the emotional parts that the uh, mysterious woman goes through. I remember having such a hard time... Um, coming up with a voice actress for her when we were originally doing the uh, our yeah. predictions and when I heard it was Jamie I'm like I don't know and then I listened to her I'm like yeah that actually works so yeah, yeah that that yeah Absolutely. I can I can see you with that it's actually really funny because I have a honorable mention for somebody from Death Parade but it was a one episode character oh god uh, mostly because it scared the living shit out of me let Go me ahead. guess because I'm I'm gonna guess because may as well Lilac me knows know, this scares me to it's death fucking detective guy isn't it <laughs> is detective guy a woman oh sorry <laughs> she I, she's referring to monica real monica real oh, well, in the arcade right. episode monica in the arcade episode scared the little yep, in the arcade episode against me. um who was it it was ian, ian sinclair, sinclair. Mm. yep that episode is 2d one of like okay everyone gives the detective episode for being like the detective two-parter for being like super intense no it was the arcade episode that, that shit was intense Mm-hmm. Oh my god. And Monica used her big girl voice too, by the way. Yeah. That was just such a fucking terrifying and heart-wrenching performance, honestly. Um, Hell hath no guess... fury than an ex-reality show star who's also a mom of five. Yep. yep. So, Hardy, you go next, or do I get to go next? Because I'm already talking. Well, you may you... as well finish yours. Didn't you... Yeah, you had two, didn't you? Yeah. My actual pick was um, something a little bit more recent, and it was Elizabeth Maxwell for Bishamon in Noragami. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Holy fuck. Absolutely, now that you say that. I just I like, just want to say that scream of pain. Oh, my God. Might have been one of the most raw and real things I've heard in an anime Her, in a long time. That whole, that whole first half of Arigato, and with her and Eric Vale's Cosmo, my God. When that scene happened and you saw that outpouring of emotions, I'm like standing here go, going, like Gee. mouth hitting floor. Like, you, like, I think that's one of the times where I, I hate to compare across languages. I really do. But I felt more emotional conviction from the English. Absolutely. And I've, I've met Elizabeth Maxwell in person before, and she's a very awesome person. Mm-hmm. Very, very kind, very nice. Um, she's also kind of cute, too. She's, she's very pretty in real life. And I, I, I told her, I'm like, if they ever make an origami season two, beware. And I don't know if she believed me or not. Oh, she probably took that to heart. Oh, my God. Holy Christ. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't, I think a lot of people didn't realize that when the whole, when I was like, oh, shit, they're going to do the best arc in the manga. Like, oh, my God. It's so good. Like, it has to be heard. And I, I, I know this because I, I did a review on the first season on my on my normal channel, and a lot of people gave the dub a lot of shit. Go watch the dub. It's really fucking The dub good. is for Noragami is really good. It is, it yeah. It really is. It is a phenomenal no- cast all around. Like, all of the characters do just, it. All of the actors Just in general, Noragami is good anime. I mean, yes. if in just in general, it's good anime. It's. Can I just say for like two seconds the dub, though? This past um, broadcast dub episode that came out, Jason Lebrecht, though. Lebrecht. 
Yeah. Librek, Librek, whatever. As Yato. And when he gets the shine from Huri, my god. I think Lilac, Lilac and I watch it together, and I'm just like trying to hold it yeah, together. Yeah, me too. They're like, you know, lie down on side, try not to cry. Cry a lot. Cry anyway. <laughs> cry a have you ever seen that, that gif from Parks and Rec with um, Leslie Note crying and the mop is petting her? No, I I'm pretty sure that's what people do to me all day. Yeah. Anyway. Right. In my turn? Yes, your yes, turn. Yes, Hardy's turn. I had two. Um, best female performance in a dub. For one. Drama. Or drama, sorry. For, um, dub for drama, whatever. whatever. Right, right. One of them is a woman playing a, wo a girl. The other is a woman playing something not of this world. Oh, okay, um, that'll be interesting. It's a tie, actually. Um, oh, okay. For one, I had to give our lovely mom her props because I just absolutely fell in love with Shinoa from Seraph of the End. Oh, Felicia! Yes, converted you to trash. Yes, I've Felicia Angel is such man. an adorable little troll, and it's she's just great. you know. Party. You're about to, Felicia's about to kick your emotional teeth in in a couple. Of I days. imagine so. Yeah, and so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to be... F so is Justin. Yeah. I used to be really critical of Felicia back when I first heard her. I think the first show I ever heard her in was um, was Devil's a Part-Timer, and I'm not the biggest fan of Emmy. Uh, but having heard her as Shinoa, this is the role she was born to play. And honestly, I just I love her as Shinoa, and I love Shinoa as a character. And my dream is to have Shinoa team up with Karma from Assassination Classroom. Fuck yeah. <laughs> where they yes. do nothing but go into other people's shows and troll and harass them. Absolutely. It's if like I, the, the anime equivalent the anime yeah. equivalent of Jackass or something. Yeah. <laughs> if I if we were going to go back to like the most uh the like new voice actor or voice actor to watch, like in terms of like actors to watch, I would definitely put Felicia on there. Mm -hmm. um, like Shinoa and then Alex from Gangsta, that's a good one. But mostly because she's also now crossing into the directing field. Right. And she's actually doing really good with directing because she turned Sky Wizards into something that wasn't complete crap. Absolutely. Yeah. So that is a yeah. yeah. So that is some magic right yeah, here. Yeah, so gotta definitely give Felicia her props. And what was your other performance? Can we give a black magic directing award? Yes. <laughs> we might have to make that for next year. Mm -hmm. Um what was your second uh your your tie? Right. Lilac. That's cold. <laughs> it took a second. Yes. <laughs> this is this is that's, this is a character Shinichi, who wants. Shinichi, this, that's cold. Yes, this is a character who wants to make your sexual organ erect. <laughs> oh no, Parasite! Ah! Brittany yeah. Karbowski is Migi. Right, because she came out. You know, I was expecting it to be Monica, and I learned it was Brittany, and then I heard Brittany. I'm like, this is the best character in the entire show, bar none. Absolutely. So, she I knocks just, it out of the park. And I, again, I've only seen the first few episodes. Knocks it out of the park. Oh, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. it just, yeah, I just, I have nothing else really to say. But she, she just nails that whole sort of alien. Um, we, and it's so robotic, but that's a good thing. Because, because it also evolves along the way. Right, yeah. Which is great. Migi is sort of like a baby who is gradually growing up and... And as she goes further and further, Migi becomes more and more, I don't want to say human, but more understanding. And right. I, I just think Brittany just, just absolutely knocked it out of the park. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with that right there. I, I completely I forgot I about it. I scared to watch Parasite. I should have tried to finish the, or at least catch up on the dub, because it's probably about halfway through on Tanami right now. But um, 
anyway, yeah, definitely, I would definitely put Britney in there too. Um, so moving on, best female performance in a dub for a comedy. I'll go first. Um, you want to go first? Okay. I'll go first. Um, my issues with the prison school dub aside, mm-hmm. Alexis Tipton as Hana, bitch crazy. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Um, just, just so people know, Megan and I, we didn't watch Prison School, but we did watch the uh, last Double Talk episode where they talked about the their clip favorite show. moments the clip show. from the past year, one of which um, involves Prison School, and Two Tindall, of them involve prison and school, Alexis, and um, cups to penises, <laughs> uh, and cutting off mushrooms. Shit. Yeah. Me and Megan are like, what the What's fuck? fuck? I was like, what? I think my exact answer was, yo, what the fuck? It's like, yeah, in the double talk chat, in the double talk chat, she's like, yo! And I just want to say, never has any actress before now pulled off such a transformation for going from sweet and adorable to I will beat you up to I'm going to cut off your penis so fluently. So... Does, so, she yeah. work in, she, does she work in, in emotions like most people work with paints or clay? I don't even know what you just said, but probably. She's in a glass case of emotions. <laughs> Have you never seen A Christmas Story? I've seen it. My dad works in swears like most people would, like most artists work in paints and clay. Oh, it has mind. been years since I've seen it. So you have to. You have <laughs> I anyway. have a household where you watch it once a year, so. I see, anyway. I don't celebrate Christmas. That's, oh, that's what a right. lot of Sorry. people don't forget, so I mean. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, did you have any other performances that you enjoyed for females in comedy? Um, I do, but it goes into my voice acting Black Magic Awards, so... Oh, I bet I know where it's going to go. So, yeah, I'm going to... Even, uh, even though it's one of my picks. Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna... I might ruin Hardy's Black Magic pick. Yeah, yeah I might probably ruin it, too. Yeah. Um, Megan, do you want to go next? Question, does it still count if they're playing a boy? Yes. Absolutely. I mean, I... Lindsay my... Seidel was Nagisa. For Assassination Classroom. Yep, yep. I agree with that, too. I almost picked her as mine. Yeah. Absolutely. Lindsay Seidel is Nagisa. Because I honestly could not pick anything else. Because, I, again, I, I didn't want to say, like, the stiff thing because I didn't watch Prison School. I've seen the one clip where he's, like, where Tyndall, like, puts a glass cup on his dick and is like, <laughs> we're going to do it. They're taking off pants. I, I, there, I there's, really, there's like, fluids everywhere. There's I'm not going to say everywhere. what it is. <laughs> Eric Vilmer made out of Shadda's pants again. <laughs> and bust out some massive rhymes <laughs> while he's at it. I, I need to find I need to call the Wambulans. <laughs> um, no, that's Dance with Devils. Well, wrong show. <laughs> shut up. Um, so yeah, Lindsay Seidel as Nagisa was mine because I, I really liked it and I was really convinced by it. I liked She's it. the chameleon after all. Absolutely. Human chameleon Lindsay Seidel. Did you have any other picks for that category, Megan? Nope, just Lindsay Seidel. Okay, I had Lindsay Seidel for Assassination Classroom as well, but I also had Bryn April for Show by Rock. Yeah, her she was good too. I liked no, Bryn. I liked Bryn. I liked Bryn more for the the few times that she sang because absolutely when they sang together at the bathhouse, I'm like I'm in love. That was magic right there. It was Were her, you in Alexis, love and Caitlyn singing, or because Retory was in a bathing suit. Both. <laughs> Both. It, that it's was, like, that not was wrong. That it, was pure magic with. The three of those girls. I would like to point this out. Yes. I find it nothing less than ironic that Retory is the one who's the the shyest one, and yet she has the most revealing swimsuit. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. Question. Um, 
but yeah, I, I put, consider the show a comedy. I consider it a comedy. I consider it. Crimson's is a thing. Shindon Crimson's is a thing. No, something else. Oh, what? Because I'm tempted to say Alex Moore's Mitsuba. Honorable mention. Florida is an honorable mention and call a day. We love you, Alex Moore. Anyway, um, remember, kids, you cannot cook eggs with alcohol. <laughs> like hell, you can't. Don't, nobody tell Mitsuba. She's not technically wrong. Like um, I will find a way. <laughs> Hardy's gonna experiment now. Um, Hardy, please don't burn your house down with Jack Daniels and eggs. I make no promises. God anyway, damn it! I don't want. I can't afford a house. <laughs> Anyways, good lord. But yeah, um. Lindsay Seidel and Brynn April were my two picks for best performance uh, for female in a comedy. Uh, enough said, really. Uh, next, before we get into the male performances, let's talk about the biggest surprise performance. <laughs> um, we all know who it is. Well, well hold on. Not biggest we, It could be... What's the best way to distinguish biggest surprise in the voice acting Black Magic Award? Voice acting best black magic was like, as in they sacrificed some shit to a demon to do that performance. <laughs> okay. Um, voice acting black magic means that it's an actor we know, but they're doing a voice that we have never, we never realized they were capable of doing. Okay, yep. That's the best way to describe it. Mm -hmm. So, biggest surprise performance. I had two people, actually. I had, I had one. I had one, and it's going to blow Lilac's mind. Oh, God, what? No, I, I'll go I, last. I want, Hard, I want Hardy to go first. What, okay. No, no, Hardy has to go last now. I want Bill to go for this. Ugh, fine. I'll go first. Fine. Jesus. God, um, Mom. <laughs> Mom is angry. I'm telling Mom. Thanks, no, thanks, Dad. <laughs> like, how come she gets to be the dad in our threesome? Because I'm That sounded I'm completely dead. terrible. <laughs> so Why does she get to wear the pants in the relationship? Because I actually keep shit on track. Choo -choo. Choo -choo. Um, anyway, my two picks for biggest surprise performance. Um, one I have to give to Aaron Dismuk for Blood Bowl K Battlefront and Heroic Legend of Arzine. Especially Blood Bowl K Battlefront, though. Because, mm -hmm. like, when, when, the, when the kid hit puberty, he was kind of all over the place. But this this year in I particular... I blood on, on DVD. <laughs> I can attest to this. Yes. This year in particular, he's definitely coming to his own. I feel. Um, and with Leonardo Watch in Blood Bowl K Battlefront and even Arslan in Heroic Legend of Arslan, I, even though with Arslan it did take a little while for me to adjust to and enjoy, um, I felt like it was really good and they both surprised me. Um, and then my other one, it's probably going to come as no surprise to anyone because at the beginning of the year, I did not like this person. I know who it is. <laughs> I know who it is too. And then I saw... Marie the Virgin Witch, Assassination Classroom, and most particularly, Tokyo Ghoul. And this motherfucking can act. Um, <laughs> thank you, Austin Tyndall, for uh, all of the things you do. Because my Including god. putting your dick in a cup. <laughs> <laughs> because my god. Like, this year, I, like, at the end of the year now, it's like, Austin Tyndall is go. I love it. Um, I, I mostly I mostly put Tokyo Ghoul in terms of the surprise performance because there was a lot that Kaneki goes through in the show and Tyndall definitely pulled it out. Though to be fair, I only I have not finished rewatching season one of the dub, 
Oh, it is so worth it. <laughs> I need to do that. I think I got to Sukiyama's introductory episode. It's That's ski- how far I got. Like, not even halfway. Skiyama. Um, Skiyama. Sukiyama. Whatever. But then, like... Shut Kar- up, I'm gonna say it like a dumb American. <laughs> but then, also, Karma from Assassination Classroom is a thing that exists as well. And his older vampire version of Corelli. Yes, and then... Oh, Defrag. He's good as um, Kenji Kazuma in Defrag, too. I loved it. So, yeah, he definitely, like, pulled it out this year for me. Mm. Absolutely did. <laughs> pulled it out. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Megan, Megan, what are your surprise performance picks? Um, one of them is Eric Vale. <laughs> because, because of all things, it's not for what you think. Is it um, Ghost Pimp? <laughs> yes. Yeah! Oh, I thought it was gonna be Sarah. Ghost oh, Pimp. Oh no, stri- we're getting to that. Ghost <laughs> Pimp strikes again. Again. It was the night before Pimpness, and all through the streets, <laughs> not a hoe was stirring. Not even in the sheets. <laughs> I'm perfect. I'm sure that Kenny Green is a perfectly good human being in real life. But goddamn it, I needed a shower after that performance. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, party. Are you okay now? I'm all right now. Yes. Okay. I, are you sure. Do Do you think you can give us your biggest surprise performances? Yeah. Um. I only okay. have one, and okay. it is going to blow Lilac's mind. She's probably going to be like, "What the heck is wrong with you?" Because. Uh-oh. Just a few weeks ago, we lambasted this show. We... Oh no! Do yeah. is does this involve show me example? It does. Oh God! Oh, what? Who? The lovely Miss Sarah Wiedenheft. Really? Yes, because as um, as, um as, what's as, her name? As Ico, Ico or Ica. something. Ico, yeah. Ico, There it is. Yeah. Really? Yes, because I did not know this, but I. W- <laughs> I'm an unabashed fan of the game Honey Pop. I mean, judge me if you will, if you must, but... And I did not realize that she played one of the the girls in it who was actually an alien. Yep. When I was looking up, um, doing some research for the Show Me Example dub uh, talk episode, I found uh, Sarah Wiedenheff's... um, basically personal webpage 
And on there, under her credits, is a credit for Honey Pop. Yeah, I'm not it's kidding. the character's name is Celeste Lovendus. Mm-hmm. Well, it's you know the last name is a sort of a. It basically says it, yeah, it says love and love and ass, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, she, she plays a, a sexy alien that you can take out on a date and eventually go take Screw home. Her brains out. Yeah, and the actress has to make some very interesting noises. And so Let, let's not bring up dramatical murder on the guy's side again. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but just this sort of mind blow that I'm, that I'm, that that was her, and then she plays someone like Ika in Showman Sample. And then you also have, while we're on that, no, mm-hmm. Michelle from Blood Monkey Battlefront. Yes, yeah. Well, That's we only too. we only hear her like a few times. Still, yeah, my point but, still stands. <laughs> I think Sarah was one of the best things from Showman Sample, honestly. I know nice. you didn't particularly like the character, but I liked her performance because she almost ate... She came... I'm having a hard time talking. Okay. <laughs> she ghost sort pimp of... strikes again? Yeah, Ghost Pimp just slapped me upside the face and asked oh, for his Jesus money back. Christ. Okay. Um, no, she kind of strikes me in that performance sort of halfway between... Christine Marie Cabanos as Mako in Kill la Kill, and uh, Christina V as Hawk oh, that's right. in in um, Seven Deadly Sins, the pig. I, rem- I remember you saying this in the yeah. Dub Talk episode. And I think she was just really good, and that was probably the biggest surprise that she could go from that little fireball of energy to sexy alien bounty hunter mm-hmm. is really impressive. So. Okay. Yeah, Celeste is best girl, by the way. If you disagree, <laughs> I will fight you. <laughs> anyway. I want to have, you know, uh, wonderful little crossbreed alien babies with her. Anyway. <laughs> Even though that's a little, talking about Honey Pop's a little bit cheating, but that's okay. We'll take it. Um, so let's move on to best male, the best male performances in dubs. Um, best male performance in a dub for drama. I have three. I have, I have one a, and two honorable mentions. I have one, one big one, and then one, two, three, four honorable mentions. <laughs> okay. I had a little bit of a hard time, okay, damn it. Hardy, how about you go first, because you have the least out of any of us. I think, technically, from a technical perspective, mm-hmm. the one that I was most blown over by was Kaneki. Ooh. That was one of my honorable mentions, and I didn't feel like putting it because I felt yeah. like it would be cheating with I, it. I, I also put Austin Tyndall as one of my picks for Kaneki yeah. and Tokyo Because Ghoul. I watched the Tokyo Ghoul dub, and when he's going through his whole traumatic experience, you can't help but feel bad for the kid. Absolutely. And it's just, I thought he really pulled out all the stops this time. And I was just, you know, good on you, you know? I thought I thought he probably is probably my favorite performance in general for this year. Absolutely, I can agree with that one hundred percent. He was uh, your only one, is that correct? I had two honorable mentions. Right. Okay. A uh, part one of them was Mr. McRapey Face himself, Eric Vale as Farid. Oh God! <laughs> of course. Um, because he doesn't go quite full on ham like Skiyama, but still manages to ham it up quite nicely. Okay. Oh, you have no idea about what's coming. Oh, yeah. And also, I wanted to give an honorable mention to Brandon Potter as Nicholas, because he had, oh, a, re- yes. he had a really tough job in front of him, pl- 
playing as a deaf person. And even though he plays Nicholas more legibly than he should be, I think that he did a really respectable job capturing someone who was hearing impaired. And especially for a broadcast dub, we got to remember that part too. Yeah. If they go back and, and make some edits to it, it might make it even better. But yeah. Right. Austin Tyndall, Eric Vale, and Brandon Potter are my picks. Okay. Um, I'll go next because Megan has a shit ton. Um, <laughs> Austin Tyndall is one of my picks as well for Tokyo Ghoul. Um, I also had Alex Organ from Death Parade. There's one of my other honorable mentions. As a wonderful, wonderful Deco. Um, like, going from... Because I was, I was introduced to him... Um, as uh, Makashima from Psychopaths. So, complete villain, obviously. And now he's this, like, he's this person who doesn't exactly know what or who he is, really. Like, you can't really say he's human, but he he loves humans. He's, like, he's kind of obsessed with them. He goes through a lot of stuff through the show, and I think Alex Organ just captures it beautifully, to be perfectly honest. And then my other pick, I mean, I don't know if you would probably call count this for comedy or drama. I put Aaron Dismuke as um, Peiko from Ping Pong the Animation. I would count that as a drama. I would definitely. Yeah, I was like, it has some comedic moments, but that's mostly Peiko <laughs> yeah. in a nutshell, really. That's Peiko as a character. Um, but I would say that Ping Pong and Peiko, that was one of my favorite performances from Aaron Dismuke this year. That one specifically, even though Aaron Dismuke has been growing on me a lot more, but Ping Pong was definitely one of my, definitely my favorite from him this year. Like, he, he played snarky and sarcastic so well, but then there were also the moments where, like, there was a shift in his character, and he also played that side of that character really well, so I have to give him props for that. Mm. Okay, Megan. So we have Tyndall and Oregon. Who else we got? Yeah, um, I don't even need to reiterate why I picked Lilac said a lot for... Deckham. I may reiterate a little bit of Kaneki a little later because I have a different, more personal attachment to that character. Okay. Um, my other two honorable mentions were Clint Bickham, actually, as Akihito. Oh, absolutely. Um, I adored his Akihito. It really made me feel good, and it was funny, and it was also very good at being very serious, especially when you get to kind of see the darker side of, of Akihito, and I'm still in the process of watching it, so I haven't seen him do the last arc of the show. Oh my god. But I'm I'm expecting magnificence. I um, marathoned the shit out of Beyond the Boundary in like two, three days. Oh my god. I love it. Um, my other one that I would say is, as an honorable mention, uh, Ben... I, I probably... I should have looked this up. Ben Diskins as, as Bond. As Bond from Nanatsu no Taizai. Okay. Uh, really like Seven Deadly Sins, yeah. Seven Deadly Sins. Um, but my number one, and I feel like I'm copping out by saying this, I really, 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 really fucking enjoyed Micah Solisad as William in The King of Despair. Of course you did. Absolutely. I, I can totally agree with fucking, that. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry I'm easier to read than a children's book. Well, but his, but he, all but, things considered... Playing two it's different characters. Char- it's an amazing performance. Two different characters, two different personalities. I and you're going back and forth with each other. Than, again, yeah. I liked it more than than the Sundari Queen herself's performance of it. I watched the finale with seeing the sub first because I just wanted to see the end of it. Right. And listening to, to especially the King of Despair in the Japanese, I didn't feel half as threatened as I did with Solasad playing him, honestly. I enjoyed the shit out of that performance. 
it was why I honestly kept watching BBB. Because when it started, I wasn't that into the show. And it became my favorite show of the year. That's not a sequel or a remake. Right. Um, and then I, I... This is also why I didn't want to put Tyndall as my number one answer. Um, Kaneki is my all-time favorite anime character. And Steph and Hardy can remember how royally pissed I was at the beginning of the year over this. Um... And I, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with it in Route A, and then the second I could watch all of it on streaming, before I could get my set, I sat and I watched every episode of it. You marathoned it, like, a couple of times, actually. I've I think I've watched Tokyo Ghoul in both... In the English language, I've watched it twice. In the Japanese, I've watched it six or seven times. I adore that character. And I thought... The, the easiest way to say it is I respect how Tyndall respected that role. Mm-hmm. Because you can have a lot of people who go in and do a show and just say, oh yeah, I did that show, but not really remember it. But, like, the way he talks about it, too, is very, like, someone who really got into it. Well, I mean, they have that special feature on the disc to where... Oh my god, it was so good. (laughs) They go into the, like, the deep meanings and themes of the show, and you can tell that all the people involved really respected the show a lot. Especially Tatum. Yeah. Okay, so Tatum really respects that show. Yeah, and thankfully he didn't write it, but... <laughs> That's why we have Monica and Josh, so there's that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I almost forgot one. Uh-oh. Honorable mention, last minute, but you were expecting an honorable mention. But it was I, Dio! Dio! <laughs> Patrick oh, Sites, right? Patrick Sites is Dio. I had to throw but him Patrick in there. Patrick Sites is D-O-Y-R-L, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. still need to watch JoJo. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's move on to the other half of the male performance spectrum. Best male performance in a dub for a comedy. I had I, one and one alone, and that's all I, I need. I have three, even though I, I have a... I might know what yours is, Hardy. I might. Take a guess. I have, I have one... It's it, They're four people, but they count as one unit. Oh. <laughs> um... I'm going to take a wild guess, Hardy. Did you have Sonny straight as Kuro Yep. Yep, I have him too. <laughs> my honorable mention. Oh, just, just, oh my God. It was fan, it, uh. He yeah. is fucking Koro Sensei. He is Koro Sensei. I could, you know, I was wondering who they would get to play him. Uh, and when they first announced it was getting a broadcast, I'm like. You were thinking Vic Mignogna. I was, yeah. And, um, and then when I, when I heard it was Sonny straight, I'm like. And then when they showed the first clip, I'm like, I'm not really sold. And then when he actually got into the character, we got to see more of the episode proper. I'm like, yeah, you you give him 25 minutes of your time that one episode, you're good. That man just he you were took off on a roll. he took that character and he ran with it. And now that I think about it, I actually do have a second choice. Okay. And that's Anthony Bowling as Junichiro. Oh, good point. Yeah, because now that I think about it. Anthony Bowling has always, he's never had a lead role up until now. He's always played the nerdy best friend. Mm-hmm. But that character was the role he was born to play. Absolutely. I can totally agree with that 100%. Yeah. And so those are my two choices. Um, Megan, did you... I'm well, guessing... Sony Street was one of my... Okay, what was your list? Um, honorable mention, Austin Tindall as the guy from Prison School and Karma. Um... <laughs> Just because yes. the whipping it out and putting it in a cup scene had me on the floor. Yeah, even even without seeing the show. The show, in, in, out of context, that scene was like an Oscar-worthy performance. If, if I could just, if I could just, you know, say this for a moment, 
you girls really do need to watch the show. I know it's gross. I probably will try to go watch it. I, I might know. I might tr- do a second attempt because I only watched the first episode of the dub and I was like, no. It's hard to get into. It's gross. It's really perverted. But right. it genuinely is a well-written terrible. show. No, it's besides being funny. There is literal, there's legitimate suspense. It is a breakout show. You know, it's like it's like watching Prison Break with a ton of sex jokes thrown in. It kind of breaks the mold is what you're saying. There are moments to where you're like, oh crap, what's going to happen? Oh crap, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap. Eric Vale's character was saying that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for obvious for, reasons. But no, yes. it's, the, I find it really ironic that the two of the best written shows of that season were Prison School and Shimonetta, the two mm. pervy sex comedies. Yeah, you've mentioned this before. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. because because Shimonetta is like Blade Runner, and when it comes to naughty jokes, right? And Prison School has naughty jokes, but it's a prison break sort of anime. And so, it's yeah, like the greatest safe. It's like the Great Escape with sex jokes. Exactly, that is it. And, and and it's really really cleverly written. And I know it's it's gross and it's perverted, but if you can get past that, you'll love it. I honestly think. So I, I I may attempt it. I may do a second attempt. So now time to embarrass myself. Well, but what's your what's your other one? So my pick for the best male performance in a dub comedy are Mike McFarland, Chris Savage, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jerry Jewell as Shogun Crimson. Because never before have I felt happier. Watching a bunch of people embarrass themselves as small, fuzzy musical animals. Oh my god. <laughs> and like, Crow is literally male me with a guitar and the ability to sing. Rom is basically who I wish I could be and like turns into a fucking Bishonen businessman leopard. Jerry Jewel is an emo lion. Ian Sinclair, I don't even know what the fuck Ian Sinclair's doing. <laughs> He's just kind of there. There. But. My God, was she, like when you told me that Shingun Crimson's was going to be the best part about the show, I, I told you, light. I told you, you didn't believe me at first. I know. How dare I be- disbelieve you? May I be smited by Ghost Pimp where I stand? <laughs> <laughs> May he backhand me with his backhand me and poke me with his pimp cane in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> so now that I'm done embarrassing myself, Marlac, how about you? Okay, so I picked Sunny Straight for Koro Sensei. Um. I originally I was trying to go with one character for a show, but since you brought up Shingon Crimson's, fuck it, I'm going with Shingon Crimson's as well. Because <laughs> I just originally had Mike McFarland for Crow, but fuck it, we're gonna throw they a four of them. They work better in. as a family. Absolutely. And then I had a third choice. Um, I had Greg Ayers as Monokuma from Daigon Rampa. Oh right. He was the best part of that dub, hands down. Teddy Suxman. Absolutely. <laughs> he was. I had to steal that joke like, from the speak, Like, talking about, like, roles you're born to play, this is one that Greg Ayers was born to fucking play. Yeah, what did yeah, you describe yeah. it as, Hardy? I described it as. No, he described it on his Twitter. I asked him personally, I was like, okay, so you probably tried to copy a lot of Danny DeVito as the penguin, didn't you? That's who I, it reminded me of. But he, and he okay. said. No, the director told me to sort of mix it with Freddy Krueger meets Teddy Ruxpin with a little oh bit my of God. with a little bit of Beetlejuice thrown in for good measure. That's the route that Bevan told him to go with. Yeah, that is awesome. I love that. 
Nyah, nyah, nyah. But yeah, I, I have to give Greg props for Monokuma. I just have to. Because my god, that was the best part of that dub, hands down. Like, best mascot character. <laughs> anyway, before we jump into the two big awards, um, why don't we talk about who we picked for the voice acting Black Magic Award? Oh, good god, here we go. <laughs> Um, Can we just say the most obvious, obvious choice? Answer. Let's, yeah, let's get it out of the out of the way. All right, Josh, Josh Greeley femmed yeah. for Blood Bloodbloodhead Battlefront. The creator, obvious, obvious answer. The creator of the voice acting black magic meme. Well, I'm mean, about to say well, Ian Sinclair was Claire the originator for the that. Creator. It's actually okay. Ian. It's okay. actually Ian, but Josh basically Perfected. solidified it. <laughs> Josh solidified that award because. My god, we did not know that that kind of voice could come out of that guy. Where the fuck did that come from, Josh? <laughs> out of what void did you pull that voice? <laughs> it was it's just great. What, what was what did how did we describe it? It was like Sadomao meets um uh Naki uh, from Tokyo Ghoul meets the Joker from Batman. Something something I, like that, yeah. I think that was how it was described when we talked about it in the in the episode of Dub. Honestly, Fem is probably one of the best characters from this year too. I love him. Absolutely. I um, want him to read me a cookbook in that voice. Or a phone book. Absolutely. But, First um, you take the powdered sugar and you mix it with a <laughs> Just Aligula as sous chef and poor poor the King of Despair as victim <laughs> absolutely um so now that we got that out of the way um honorable, honorable mentions i think <laughs> so remember that most surprising performance oh, that I said no. eric vale? oh no this is where he comes in eric vale is ferret so he stays far the fuck away from me <laughs> yep i can i can agree with that I'm halfway. Black magic there. I'm halfway surprised you didn't say Skiyama for his napkin orgasms. No. <laughs> no, no, I was expecting. If, if it wasn't Tatum, I wasn't gonna accept it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause Tatum can be flamboyant as fuck either way, so that's not something surprising right there. True. Um, My thing is like when I think of Eric Vale, I think of things like Nishiki and like, and then occasionally. Rocks. Precious, precious Shinna. Shinna. Precious cinnamon roll too good for this world. Shinna. Not, oh, Mikaela, time to stab a bunch of orphans. <laughs> I'm probably going to rape you. <laughs> Basically. Let me get down to me head. By the way, Eric Vale does not kill, not children. kill children. He does not kill children record, or beat Eric women, though he may occasionally shit his pants or bring out some fresh beats. But anyway. <laughs> Nor does he hurt women, but he does make us cry with his act. Yes, Aww. he does. That is correct. I would say, fuck you, Cosmo. Yeah, fuck you, Cosmo. Um, the really close running up was actually what I kind of discussed with Steph because we wouldn't have thought it was him unless he told us. Mm-hmm. Which was Baby Nick. Oh, that's right. Micah Solasad is Baby Nick baby from Stuff. And while we're on that subject, actually, um, my second choice, I'm going to throw Brandon Potter in there as well. As whom? As, Ni- as Nicholas in Gangsta. I thought this was for a comedy. Oh, no, wait, is... we're on the voice oh, acting Black okay. Magic Award. Uh, duh, sorry. I completely... Ugh. Brain fart. <laughs> Ghost Pimp strikes again. Yeah. Like, basically, for all of the reasons that you stated, Hardy, before when you brought up Brandon Potter, um, this was... this. He had a difficult task of playing someone who was hearing impaired. Mm-hmm. And for a broadcast dub, 
I think it was a good performance. Okay. So that ba- that really surprised me. And I got so excited that Brandon Potter was in a, like, a leading role for... It's been, a f- it's been forever. Since, since Black Cat? Basically. It's been forever, and it made me so happy. It was one of the surprises that I found this year. Yeah. Um, Hardy, did you have any other? I did. Was that Black Magic Awards? It's the same actress for two different shows. Okay. I had Tia Ballard for Kamisama Kiss 2 and Prison School. Ah. Prison. She's creepy-ass dominatrix lady. She is. She's basically evil Tifa in Prison School. So, no, look at her and and then look at a picture of Tifa. And other than certain assets, they look very, very similar. But Mari in Prison School is one of the single most evil, vindictive people I've ever seen. I just wanted to see her get absolutely embarrassed and humiliated just... And, but the way that she was able to play it, I did not expect that voice to come out of Tia. Because Tia plays these sweet, gentle characters most of the time. Would you say that you are happy, sir? I am happy. Ha <laughs> and, and for Kami-sama Kiss, usually, as Nanami, I've, I've, Nanami's one of my anime crushes. She's Is Nanami co- your waifu? One of them. You know, I have... I am pretty, She's a part uh, of your harem. Yes, I am. Uh, I I kind of take the uh, the Mormon approach when it comes to waifus, and that you, you bet you can't eat just one. But, oh, Jesus. Uh, Jesus Christ! But you're, you're that, going full on harem then. I am full on harem. Yes. Anyway. But but anyways, no. The, the oh, one. I'm the, the one scene life. in Kamisama Kiss too, where what was it? Uh, <gasps> oh, I think I know what you're talking about. When she's um. When she's Tomoe, uh, Tomoe trans- Tomoe disguised as Nanami, yeah. um, trying to seduce the um, lead Tengu. I know this is where you were going with it. Holy Dude. crap! I don't want to leave this seat because I'm afraid I'm going to cause an embarrassing scene. <laughs> you need a cold shower. I need a pillow on my lap. <laughs> yeah, I, I can agree with you that. Anonymous one. I, I can uh, agree with second Black Magic Award on that one. Yeah, because. Uh, I, I needed to sit down for a few moments <laughs> and, and take a good long breath after that. So, so yeah, that was my choice for Black Magic Award. Okay. So we're down to two more awards. Uh, the best of the best. Let's first... Crema de, de crema de <laughs> Basically. Um, let's do the award for best dub for a broadcast dub. There was really... I didn't want to go too obvious, but I had to... I had to give it to Blood Blockade Battlefront. Same. I, I can agree with that. I had four picks and BBB's one. <laughs> yeah. I had two, but BBB's one. Did you have any other picks, Hardy, at all? Or uh, just BBB's? I, I w- it was Blood Blockade Battlefront was my favorite. I also really enjoyed Death Parade. I would, for me, I'd flip it. Death Parade was my absolute favorite broadcast dub. And then BBB, I would give it as an honorable mention, honestly. Um, my other two honorable mentions, um, Tokyo Ghoul Route A and Maria the Virgin Witch. Again, with Maria, Maria in particular, like, I mentioned this when we were talking about Patrick Sites in writing, um, the way the script was adapted and how it translated in the direction and everything, I think it worked so well. Like, it may have started out a little bit shaky in the beginning, but by the end it worked out so well and I loved it. Especially, like, the writing, because in the Japanese, there was some translations, I guess, that were a little bit weird. Like, in the subtitles, for instance, like, in the Japanese, 
there's a point where the word boyfriend is used. However, in the English, it's um, switched to paramour. Hmm. So some of the language and the dialogue and the lang and the basically the script itself was help helped solidify it and probably project the dub for me to another level entirely. So I have to give Maria props for that. And Tokyo Ghoul is Tokyo Ghoul. Right. So <laughs> it's like cheating at this point. It's cheating at this point. Um, Megan, what did you what did you pick for your best broadcast dubs? Uh, one was BBB because holy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed the show. Um, I really got invested into a show that I honestly I remember doing the episode and I was kind of like the one that was really meh to everything about it. But then after I, a while, you're like a while. Oh, yes. I got really into it and I understood why you guys were all like super super into this show and. Uh, there are even some people I know who still haven't seen it, and I'm like, why haven't you watched the show? It's so damn good. Um, including my friend Drunkwagon. <laughs> Drinkwagon, who's actually going to be cosplaying as Klaus eventually. Nice. Um, Does he have yay, the muscle to, to pull off Klaus, though? Um, he can try. Yeah, he's going to need some padding, probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but my other one of all things, and this is going to sound really, really cheesy... It's show by rock. Oh, yes. I, again, another show I thought I was going to fucking hate. I told you. Um, I told you. Stop being right, damn it. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I can totally I, I fell in love with I fell in love with show by rock. Um, mostly because it was, it was a really good way to relax. It was, just have it's fun. just a ball of um, fun energy. It's just a ball of fun and energy, and if we're gonna talk about shit that's a bunch of fun and energy, I'm a slut for Seraph of the End. <laughs> I really do think it's a good dub. Is it, it is. Fun? Fuck yeah. But is it dumb as balls and play up everything that makes the show so enjoyable? Yes. I love Jerry Jewel for what he did. He actually, I don't talk about it as much, but I could not stand Juichiro in Japanese. Um, I love him in the English. Not and I, I and, and not just because vocal, it's Micah. Not just I because. remember being very vocally upset. We I remember there being screams. Tari had, had to tell people to take out their headphones. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I I grew to fell fall in love with you, Ichiro. I love like I love Felicia Mom Felicia Mom Gila Shinoa. I love Chris Burnett's Yoichi. I love. As much as I want to take a shower after listening to him speak, Eric Bell's spirit is fantastic. It introduced me to Justin Brent, uh, Justin Briner. It's we haven't talked about him at once. Darune alarmed Rico Fajardo's got a fucking trident. <laughs> Daryun! Um, Daryun! Shit's, shit's about to get really gay in the English dub. There will be platonic butt wiggling. <laughs> um, just. I fucking love Seraph of the End, and if you make more Seraph, I am a. Seraph of the End is my pimp. Oh my god. Give me more! Vampire oh. pimp strikes again. Yeah. <laughs> Except for I don't want Eric Bale's vampire pimp to be my daddy. <laughs> no, I was, no, just, I was about to Nico. ask. I was about to ask if Eric Bale was going to be involved in this situation. <laughs> no, 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 no. If it's going to be any of the vampires. For Mika, but I wouldn't be disappointed with crap. You want Locus. <laughs> oh, shut the, shut the fuck up. You want Locus to crash <laughs> into you hard. Dick. No, you you want Locus to crash hard into you, don't you? <laughs> with planes. <laughs> not with a plane. Not with that plane. <laughs> no, not with that plane. 
No, 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 no. Besides that, Lacus is way too gay for Renate. Mm. Okay. Um, anyway, that's Party, a... your turn. My turn. Uh, this oh, is. Already I already did. Yeah, we're we're down to the last one. Yeah, we're down to the last award. My oh, God. No, I don't want this one to end. Oh, I can erase my files and we can start all over. No. <laughs> no. Fuck you. Mako's pimp smite you where you stand <laughs> with his pimp band of justice. Coming this fall, pimp ju- ghost pimp justice. Starring oh. Eric Vale <laughs> as ghost pimp. Bitch, you owe me money. <laughs> Better have my money. <laughs> I'm sorry that Eric Vale is the butt of all jokes right now, but... <laughs> Record a podcast, but then we got high. Hi, not really because weed's bad. No, no. More like, and then we got drunk. Because at least, the, at least you two have been drinking a little bit. But I'm down to half a bottle of vodka at this point, so we better hurry up before I get completely <laughs> okay. incoherent. Okay. Um. No. I mean, all right. Can we just bring Sneebs back? Yes. <laughs> anyway. Sneebs. Anyway, more than likely we may have to do this again next year, but I digress. Um, the final award of the night. The best dub for a video release. I have two. I have one. Actu- I have one. I have one that is a official release, and I have two that I would like to bring attention to. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's, do you want to go first? I guess I'll go first. Oh, okay. Megan, mm-hmm. go first. So as we all know, I will get on my knees for Tokyo Ghoul. Absolutely. <laughs> Duh. I, I, I really... This was the one series when I heard it was getting released on TV, like I was a fucking little mess over, and I adored every second of it. I love the writing, I love the acting, I love the way it was handled. I loved all the special features. I loved the commentaries, including learning how Tatum was traumatized at a restaurant in Morocco. <laughs> just, um, just, just to give, a, to um, kind of bring this up to people, um, the first season of Tokyo Ghoul was released on DVD this year. While Route A, the second season, did have the broadcast of this year, so it can kind of qualify for both ends of the spectrum, basically. Yeah, I loved it, and I loved it for every reason we've brought up. Um, I loved it for Tyndall, I loved it for Monica, I loved it for even little bit things like, I don't know, like little one-off episode characters and stuff. It was just great. Monica surprised me. Like, I- I, Monica, you have to use her big girl I know! Like- I would have put Tokyo Ghoul's season one as one of my picks. However, I have not finished the um, dub of season one. Um, but yeah, I would, if I had, I would definitely put Tokyo, Tokyo Ghoul as one of mine. If I had to maybe honorable mention, probably Noragami, but they're also both Mike McFarlane shows, so anything Mike McFarlane touches is gold. So yeah, one of one of my actual picks is Noragami actually for season one because my god, that was great. I love it. But again, Mike McFarlane, duh. Um, my other pick, um, it's not a Mike McFarlane dub, hallelujah, um, is Ping Pong the Animation. That's my other pick for best dub for video release. Um, because just everything about that, in terms of performances and writing and directing from Christopher Bevins, I thought it was phenomenal. And it's one of my favorite dubs that Bevins has done, has directed. It's one of my favorite, absolute favorite performances from Aaron Dismuke, I loved Micah Solosad in it, Marcus Stemic was amazing. 
I don't even know his name off the top of my head, but whoever played the Chinese person. Anthony Bowling is also in there as a complete and utter nerd, and he's phenomenal. Like, all around, I thought it was a really, really good dub. And I loved it all to pieces. And again, it's one of those situations where it's like, because I hadn't seen Ping Pong before then. Why had I not seen it before, sooner than this? And now I already ordered it, and it's being shipped here to my apartment. <laughs> so... You can actually pick it up really cheap right now. It's actually a, a good... Yeah, that's why I bought it. Yeah, I, I got it off of Right Stuff as one of their mega deals. Oh, yeah, his name is Alan Chow, by the way. Thank you, Who Alan. plays Kong. Mm-hmm. Uh. Thank you. But, yeah, I personally, I think Ping Pong is definitely one of the stronger dubs that Bevins has done this year. Out of, like, basically everything when it comes to broadcast dubs and home video releases, because Daigon Rampa is one he's directed, too. That's, Ping Pong is one of the strongest ones I've seen him do as of late. Yeah. To be perfectly honest. He's also, we have to look forward to um, Aquarion Logos because that series is his baby. Oh, Lord. He loves Aquarion. It's like, well, he's... We're also looking forward to Terra and Residence as Oh, that, yes. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And then whenever the second season of Arzan comes out, too. Mm-hmm. So, huzzah! All right, Hardy. What, what were you thinking? What, what's your picks? Well, the two dubs I recently watched, I did not think I was going to like them. Okay. But um, I actually have three that I really, really enjoyed. One that honestly surprised me, and it's a Sentai Filmworks dub. Oh, okay. Is Outbreak Company. Oh. That's one we haven't talked about, really. It's just a really solid dub. I wouldn't say it's the best one. It's just really solid. And it's a Kyle Colby Jones dub, too. Huzzah! <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I give my worst dub award to No Game No Life, which is a Kyle Colby, Colby Jones dub. And then I bring up that one of my favorite dubs this year was also a Kyle Colby Jones dub. I mean, just the acting was really good. The casting was really good. We had, uh, I forget what's this. The, the one actor I have a sort of love-hate relationship with him because Tyler Galindo, that's his name. In the wrong hands, he just is not a good actor. But when he's done right, he can really pull off some really good work. And then we had Juliet Simmons doing a really good job. We had Genevieve Simmons. Um, we had Sarah Ornelis, who I had never heard of before, playing basically a um, a werewolf girl who is adorable as all get out. And then we had Kira Vincent Davis as the in her Chica voice, which you'll hear very soon, uh, as the annoying uh, 16-year-old queen, I just think it was really well done. And so I was really impressed by it. Huzzah. And what, yeah. Did, and you had another pick, too? Or? I had two other picks. I, oh, okay. I oh, had... Wow. One of them is for Riddle Story of Devil, which I started Ooh. watching. And honestly, it's just a really solid dub. I have never heard of Morgan Berry up until this point. I know Gigi fangirls over her so very hard she's like a huge she fan. sings very well she is a great singer in fact morgan actually her version of of unravel is the only one i can listen to because everyone sings it way too high and it's so annoying but but her version i i, I unravel is a really good song mm-hmm. that annoys me because By the way, for those who may not know, Unravel is the first opening theme for Tokyo Ghoul. Right. I guess it is the theme for Tokyo Ghoul. Basically, Ghoul. yes. Yeah. It is the theme. And I don't care what anyone's, like, any of the promotional material uses that. Yeah. And and can I also just say, slightly cheatsy with Riddle Store because it was released after December 1st. But well, 
That's well, okay. The, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll allow and, it. And that probably is going to affect my other choice, too, because the dub debuted before the release. But, um, but yeah, no, I... Um, I just thought it was a really well put together dub. I thought Morgan did great. I thought all the other girls did great. And I did not expect to enjoy the show as much as I did. And oh, oh, you know. I think I was one of the few people who actually watched the simulcast faithfully when it came out. And I did, I did enjoy it. Honestly. I want to I say this. I want to see a death battle between Toko, um, a.k.a. A Genocide Jill, from Don Kenrampa. Oh, I know where this is going. Versus oh God, versus Shinya Bonba from um, Riddle Story of Devil, Story of Devil. Oh and I want God, both. I, I want both Carly Mosier and Michaela Krantz to come back and actually do the voices for it, because my God, those characters are so so. If you listen to the dub, they almost sound exactly the same of both oh shows. God. Yeah, now I have to watch the dub of Riddle Story. Oh wow! Oh yeah. But um, and my third choice, my my third choice is from a show. I honestly, it's a terrible show. You should not watch this show, but you also should totally watch this show. Oh, I know where this is going, because this you asked about this. Oh, (sighs) it's a terrible, sexist, horrible show, and I can't stop watching it. I really, really enjoyed the dub for Dime a Dollar, because it's so. Hilarious! Oh I, my Christ! Props to just, Clifford Chapman, by the way, because that's his first like full-fledged directing gig. I have never. There is a term I like to call facepalm giggles, to where <laughs> okay. something someone says something that is so obtuse, so embarrassing, you can't help but cover your eyes, and yet at the same time you can't help but giggle your butt off because it's oh, just Christ. so hilarious. And can, can I also just say Clifford Chapman managed to pull out like all the stops in terms of in terms of casting for that show? Oh yeah, it's the most of the show is casted by people who do not live in Dallas. Mostly, it's mostly LA. LA and Houston, because mm-hmm. um, Emily Neves is in it too, and, yep. and Lucy Christian is in it too. Well, she Tessa Ellery is in it, not Lucy. Shh. Shh but then, you, but yeah, you also have Todd and Jeremy, and you have Matt Mercer hanging out in there too. Exactly. Yeah. And um, no, it's just, it's a guilty pleasure for sure. And so if you haven't yet, definitely check out the dub for Dime a Dollar because you'll, you'll hate yourself, but you'll laugh. Um, but as far as for the video release, my choice, dub of the year, I'm with Megan. It, it's unquestionably is Tokyo Ghoul mm-hmm. season one. I mean, it is really fucking good. It's fantastic. I was just. That one scene where Kaneki has his whole meltdown and he's just broken. I was just floored. Are you are you referring to episode one or episode twelve? Episode twelve. Okay, just where you know you know this little piggy went to the market and such and such. <laughs> let's not get, let's honest. not go spoiler territory, even though yeah. there's probably only like one or two people who haven't seen Tokyo. Who haven't seen it. At this I point. was just you know and 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 listening to Chris Sabat just go bat crap crazy. Oh my god. I did not know that he was possible for doing that. That's that could be voice acting black magic right there. Was Chris Sabat as as Jason. You could probably throw Monica in there too as Rize. Yeah, I mean it's just it's just I wanna say she no, Josh wrote the last episode. It was just a fantastic show. Um, I'm glad they continued. I know a lot of people don't like Route A because it goes off on a tangent from the manga. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad that they continued it regardless because it would have bothered me if the show had just ended where it did. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Because it ended on a gangster level cliff note, oh, gangster level cliffhanger right there. Mm-hmm. And um, I and just we, I, we we at least know we got more Tokyo Ghoul, but more gangster that's probably not gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, and I was. And this is coming from me, who who is a fan of of the original manga and owns what. I, well, I don't own what would be the. I guess what would have been Rude proper if it had followed the manga, but the original manga artist did write it, and Perot just kind of butchered what he did, and I actually own all the storyboards for it, too. Um, it's it's a show I remember, and it's really funny that we're kind of talking about this as our best home video release, especially for Hardy, for when we recorded our first episode, had never seen the show, and had only seen like one episode in his life. That's right. Of, of the second season, of all things, too. And, and, and I was so adamant at the time that I was not going to stream it. I was going to watch it on Blu-ray. And that's what I did. I got the I got the chance to actually be able to rent it before Animax stopped doing rentals. It was one of the last shows that they had, and I got to watch it on in full HD on Blu-ray disc, uncensored, uncensored and it was just amazing. I could not stop watching it. It's so it's so addicting. And it's so good. It's so because ma- the way that the episodes are set up, you have to watch the next episode. Absolutely, it's so marathonable. And, and I and think the only thing I can I can say about that is if you've watched that anime and honestly go back and read the manga because it is just as excellent. It's just as excellently paced, just as excellently written. Yeah, I just um, started reading the manga. I read the first volume. I need to pick up the rest that Viz released. But two through four at this point. Yeah, but yeah, I I like it is an amazing show, and I need to finish rewatching the dub. Because I would, because I would totally put Tokyo, absolutely, I would totally put Tokyo Ghoul as the best dub for video release this year. Yeah. If I had finished it, absolutely, I probably would. And like you think we're joking, but we're not. No. <laughs> yeah, and that's again, that is Mike McFarlane. You know, the McFarlane hype train go mm-hmm. choo choo. So. Absolutely, I mean, sure, it may be a cop out, but still, that dub is fantastic. It is fen- it is phenomenal, especially when you realize that by when they started it, a lot of those people who are in it are now like people like Tyndall and Clifford are now huge. But when they started it, we were like, who the fuck this guy? Tyndall's biggest achievement up until that point was that he was in Is This a Zombie, which is mm-hmm. okay. Right. And he was in Bento, which is okay. And he was in Guilty Crown, which is, oh, dear God, why burn my eyes out with a hot poker? <laughs> that that was my introduction to Tyndall, of course. Mm-hmm. But well, then you have Kaneki, and it's the start. It's, it's For Kaneki, basically, though, it's the start of, like, my God, can this man act? Holy crap. <laughs> and he does it all while sounding like he has bread in his mouth. <laughs> and on that note, with that no. final joke... Uh, we have another episode. We actually have to do about season one of things. Oh, God, that one's in the works. Um, so anyway, that is the W Awards, essentially. Those are our picks for all those wonderful categories Woo! of 2015. Um, I guess I'm kind of curious about, like, if anybody's, no. for the people listening or watching this, who your picks might have been for this year. Yeah, by all means, uh, post in the oh, comments no. below. Absolutely. And let us know what you thought. Like, if maybe you agreed with some of our picks, or maybe you disagree, or maybe there was something different that we may not have thought about before. Or maybe or maybe you just want us to tell us to eat shit and kill ourselves, which that's always welcome as well. That, that's always a thing. But anyway, um, on that note, 
Um, Let's go over for a brief moment what dubs we're looking forward to for next year. Oh my god. One Wait, Punch Man! I guess, I guess in general? <laughs> You're Lion April! Oh god, if that does get released. Lion April. Oh, Monthly Girls is Zaki Coon for sure. Coon. Hunter Hunter. Um, I will say I'm excited for Terror and Resonance to come out next month. Yeah. Hunter Hunter, One Punch Man. Ooh, one punch man, absolutely. Yeah. Um, of all the things, I'm I'm kind of looking at it. Um, more assassination classroom. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Dimension W comes out next month, and I would be absolutely ecstatic if Marcus Stibbick and Felicia Angel play the two leads. I would totally uh, be on board with that. Um, and speaking speaking of Prince of Strides, we may as well talk about this now. So, Funimation is basically dubbing all of the crap that they got for the winter season again. Um. Mm-hmm. They're back to 10 this year. <laughs> 10 this season. Oh 10. So, we're going to try our best to cover all of them. We do this for you, people. We do this for you. I can't you. believe they have Dura-Ra-Ra. Well, it's just the simulcast. It's the same thing that they did with um, Asterisk Wars last season. Um, But, anyway, yeah, we're going to try and cover all of them. I'm also super excited for Grimgar of Fantasy and Ash because I'm a slut for Fire Emblem. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be covering Dimension W. We're gonna be covering Grimmer. We're gonna be covering Prince of Stride, Divine Gate, all of the new broadcast steps coming up. Um, and we're 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 working on planning it out right now. And we're probably each gonna be hosting a couple of episodes and then pulling in as many of our friends from our friends. guest pool as humanly possible for this. Oh Jesus H. Christ, <laughs> Jamal, what did you send me? But um. But probably what's going to happen first is um, a break for a few weeks, because good lord, I've been editing and cranking these out yeah. for weeks. Yeah. Um, and then I think... She really has. Yeah. And then I think the plan was um, Terran Residence and then Snow White with the Red Hair. That's but right. I don't know if I'm because there's I don't know if I'm in Snow White with the red hair because everyone kind of called it while I was at work. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we're going to figure that mess out because like Oh my god, everyone wants to do Snow White. Because um, Snow White um, is a unique situation, actually. Yeah. This wasn't... This was fucking a, done with Yona. This, Snow White or was Tokyo Ghoul. Yeah. Snow White was announced um, before the massive listing of all the broadcast dubs and the licenses for the winter season. Because um, Funimation is so graciously going to dub season one as well as dubbed the second season, which will be airing um, in the winter season. They learned their lesson from all the myriad and myriad of complaints they got from t from Yona. Because mm -hmm. I Absolutely. still have to deal with people who come on the forums and are like, Why isn't Yona season one dubbed? Or why did it go to come out? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sorry. But we're going to be covering, more than likely we're just going to be covering the first few episodes of season one. Mm -hmm. um, because they're gonna start. They're gonna start putting them online in the beginning of of the beginning of the month, like a few episodes each week, I believe. If that's how it's supposed to go. Um, but those are basically the two main ones that are gonna be happening next. Um, I know Terran Resonance. I think it's the three of us again. I think that was the plan. I don't know. I'll listen. No, I think Terran and Residence was me, you, and Zenith. No, I thought that was Daigon Rampa. Oh yeah, Zenith. That's Stanginrope was me, you, Zenith. Yeah. Um, I thought I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. And then Snow White, God knows, everyone volunteer for that. We're, we'll figure it out. And if it just becomes the three of us and any of our guests, we love you, but please don't take it personally. Um, <laughs> we, we just want to try and keep it condensed. <laughs> I will put it. I'll put this out there. Even though it's still a year off, at least in advance, 
All of you want to be in the One Punch Man dub, uh, dub talk? Oh, God. We are going to have to. Sign up now. We are going to have to do a contest or a lottery or, or something to figure out which to, one of you guys. To be fair, I'm actually taking myself out of both Hunter x Hunter and One Punch Man. Yeah, I'm taking myself yeah. out of Hunter x Hunter because I haven't seen it. Yeah, but yeah, Hunter. Probably, yeah. Even though I like both, I haven't seen Hunter x Hunter, and though I, I've only watched a little bit of One Punch Man, I don't think I'm fair because I'm not that into it to take a spot. Yeah, Hunter Hunter's cast has already been decided. Uh, those of you who know already know. Those of you who don't know, I'm. You'll find so, out. <laughs> you'll find out. But uh, uh, but, but yeah, one, one. In terms of One Punch Man, as of right now, it's just me and Hardy. Yeah. And, and I know there's probably like a handful of people who really, really, really want to be a part of that yeah. one. And, and and honestly, if it all comes down to it, Steph and I might actually have to fight each other to host it. Because <laughs> it's quite possible. It is. Meanwhile, very possible. the rest of you all can join me at Prince of Strides and Grimgar of Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those and are the two shows uh, for the winter she already called for. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I was like, gay sports anime, fight me. Um, <laughs> yeah. She said that to me. I'm like, yep, you can have it. Yeah. Um, um and eventually when the Kuroko episode comes. If that's it mine. comes. That's just mine. Anyway. Oh no, it's been licensed in Japan. It's been <laughs> licensed by Mad Men. It's coming. Anyway, bottom line. The next two episodes are going to be Terran Resonance and Snow White, though it's going to be a few weeks because Lord knows I need a break. And then it could be other episodes that we had previously planned for, or it could be the broadcast ups. We don't know that far yet. Or Stephanie could be just absolutely exhausted, passed out on a pillow, and you just... Waiting for Anime Boston when we all get to hang out. Oh my yeah. god, that's true. Boston. Yeah. That's true. Because Megan's coming to Anime Boston, so I'm saying. I'm going to. Yay. I'm still going to try, but I make no promises. At Please this point. try so very, very hard. I, I, I have no money. That's the hard part. I know. <laughs> try very, very hard though. I, I will try my Because we would love hardest. to have you. It would be great. But my. We're getting but, Zenith drunk to Sarah. <laughs> yes. But my lord, the three of us in a room together, physically. Good God, would that be like some sort of world exploding bullshit? And then we're gonna high five Lauren. Yeah. Oh yeah, and Justin Rojas. Rosa, Justin Rojas has already confirmed he's not going to be at Anime Boston. By the way, um, but anyways, yeah, long-witted post Dubby Award shenanigans. Um, nearly losing footage. <laughs> yes. Um, so anyway, that's it for the Dubby Awards. That's us. That's it for us here with Dub Talk for 2015. Everybody, plug your stuff real quick. Oh my goodness. Uh, oh, fuck, really? I'm, I'm, I'm going last. Oh, Hardy, you first. I'm Spaceman Hardy. Obviously, I don't do much, but I do occasionally host a, a Dub Talk episode. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Spaceman Hardy. I am also, you also find me over at the Funimation forums where I am a forum mod. Uh, I post a lot of goat pictures. I talk a lot of crap. I get really drunk and shout out angrily, and uh, it's really fun. And well, you also talk so much about Master Keaton and dis Antiplex all the hell. And uh, Final Fantasy VII, where I fantasize over Tifa Lockhart and Rally <laughs> Vincent from Gunsmith Cats and post my waifus and just... <laughs> and I, anno I annoy everyone, and yet they all just follow me just to watch me go off the deep end. And it's because eventually... we love you. Yeah. Because we love you. Because yeah. we love you. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. Am I, am I Yes. So my name is Megan. I am at QueenEra2 on Twitter and YouTube. My Tumblr is Magnado, M-E-G-N-A-D-O. I also work for Anime America Podcast as one of our commentators slash editors slash reviewers, but I basically edit reviews once in a blue moon because I'm a lazy fuck. <laughs> um, slash B, I actually work two jobs and all that fun junk. 
Um, but you can hear me doing reviews, top 10s, uh, top 32, even though that's in a little bit of a shift right now because of schedules and work uh, across two countries, um, one island and a country full of, in a state full of gators and weird meth zombies. Hooray, Florida. Hooray, <laughs> Florida. Um, oh. I'm also a horrible, horrible Fujoshi <laughs> who subjects people to horrible Dave Matranga blowjob noises. <laughs> <laughs> Hard, and Hardy will, make, Hardy will understand. And occasionally I break Hardy into horrible fits of laughter with Ghost Pimp. Hardy is so going to understand the whole Damon Matranga thing soon. It's going to be hilarious. And you can you... also blame me for the deaths of your liver if you play Seraph of the Drink. Aww. And you can also ask me for your Tokyo Ghoul calendar picture. That's true, because you did get that in too. Um, I spent money a good... You don't understand. I really am a slut for Tokyo Ghoul. <laughs> Gee, we didn't notice. Anyway. Tokyo Ghoul, Seraph, Kuriko, Haikyuu, uh... <laughs> Moving on. And um, I'm Stephanie, or some people on the internet may know me as Lilac from Lilac Anime Reviews. I have a blog where I do, even though I haven't done it in a while, even though, even though I haven't done these in a while, uh, anime reviews, uh, top tens. I am one of the three main hosts of this podcast in case you're wondering um i also could debauchery yeah i'm also contributor for infinite rainy day where mostly i do seasonal work there and occasionally some reviews when i ever get the chance to do them um i apologize for me not doing putting anything up aside from uh dub tugs lately you have earned the right to take a break <laughs> i have earned the right to take a break after all God. the crap we have put you through you have <sighs> earned the right through taunting you over eric vale and josh grilly <laughs> ghost pimps Weed jokes. And sticky sheets. <laughs> sticky sheets. We are not Blow talking job. about that because that was not in the Show Me Sample episode. Blowjob <laughs> noises. Oh, Lord. Um, I've been sub- losing, epi- losing two episodes. I have been subjected to so much this year. Mostly because of me. Mostly because of both, from both of you. Stephanie, For God's sake. we just want to say yes. it has been an absolute joy and honor working with you this past year and i would never trade it for the world Yay! oh god please don't make me cry <laughs> you're gonna make me cry i'm gonna fucking cry <laughs> I, I would just like to say as the titanic well like the titanic band leader said gentlemen it has been an honor playing alongside you Aww. let's go down with the ship <laughs> well i hope you two are willing to put up with me for a while longer Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I would, not, I would honestly never trade this for the world. This has been some of the most enjoyable, stupid nights of my life. <laughs> I, 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 for I, I, putting up with me horrendously sobbing over voice actors and seiyus and gay vampires <laughs> and subjecting you to the most horrid thing I could find. Oh, God. Thank you for being one of my best friends, Aww. the both of you. And I can't wait to see you in March. Yeah. Yeah. Hardy, and Hardy tried very, very hard. I'm going to do my absolute best, but okay, money is, is hard. I know. It's understandable. Um, it, we can always Skype and carry you around like <laughs> Bryn Aperol's character. You can't. You girls can't carry me around. I'm a big dude. I can put you on my phone, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll we be have like, the technology. Technology. Anyway. Um. We've been talking for God knows how long. Two hours and thirty minutes, exactly. Pretty much, even though this is gonna Jesus be tr- this is gonna be trimmed down because there was a little bit of issues. But um, anyway, for all of us here at Dub Talk, thank you for s- for sticking with us this past year. From it being 
a random vlog thing that I started to where it is now. Mm -hmm. um, you guys are amazing. We all love you so much. Special and, uh, special thanks to Noah Clue, to Zenith Will Rule, to Divine Nega, to Roots of Justice, to uh, Classy Spartan, to Jamstar, to, to Gigi from Anime Palooza, to Sneebs. Sneebs. Oh, God, to Katie. Um, God, who are we missing? Uh, and, oh, to Amandul. Um, Amandul. Um, Lack the Watcher, even though JoJo is not up as of right now. Thank you, Lack, for your patience, you saint. Yes. We'll, get, we'll get you on a future episode, trust Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Let him do One Punch Man. If he wants to. That's a possibility. That's an idea. We're, we're going to have a fun time figuring out One Punch Man, because good lord. I already know that Katie and Roots and Jet want to be part of One Punch Man. So, and I'm not doing five, six people again. No way in hell. We are not having a Dance with Devils repeat, even though that was I, amazing. I apologize for nothing again. <laughs> I know you don't, but still. Anyway. From the three of us here to all of you, thank you so much for sticking with us this past year, and I hope you are more than willing to stick with us for many, many more shows and episodes to come. Until then, happy holidays, happy new year, and we will see you in 2016. So do we all say our catchphrases now? I want you to go last, Stephanie, because you're- Alright. I don't even have a catchphrase. Make something up! <laughs> I love it. I love it. Keep it manly. And from all of us here, Otaku on my friends.